0: me a go-no-go no, go for launch.
1: Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. I was going to say something that was not true. I, I don't know why we do these. Let's make film history. We are go for launch. Welcome back, everybody, to the Almost Sideways podcast. We are so glad you are joining us for our Christmas episode. This is episode 203. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Tuesday, uh, December 20th. I think
2: that is correct. The fact checker said yes. Yeah, fact
1: checkers yeah. check that. Yeah, Tuesday, uh, December 20th, 2022, at 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's late. I'm Terry. We've got Adam. We've got Zach. Todd is still on Christmas hiatus. Uh, how's it going, guys?
2: Uh, Merry Christmas to filthy animals. You never look better. How you do, guys? Doing.
1: Doing good, doing good, doing good. So 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 Zach, the showdown is Saturday.
3: Oh, that's right. Shit. I haven't looked it up, but we should do a quick scouting report here. Have I, you sized I, up yeah. the
1: matchup a little bit. I all I heard is that it's supposed to be like negative five in Kansas City on Saturday when they play. Uh if you're not if you don't know what we're talking it's Seahawks yeah. at Chiefs Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah.
3: We are supposed to get historically cold weather. Yes, that is true.
1: There's, like, six games that are supposed to, like, kick off at under 10 degrees. Well, now, wait
3: a second. Are you talking about Chief Seahawks or are you talking about our fantasy football teams? Because that's... I was
1: talking Chief Seahawks. Okay. We can talk fantasy because football semifinals, too. We are
3: squaring off in the fantasy football semifinals after I just defeated your wife. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, the unexpected <laughs> oh, she matchup. she was pissed. Of Right past the Buffalo and 060 your rates. I mean, do we get, first of all, two better names than that just don't exist. But uh <laughs> more uh degenerate obscure movie references that don't exist. But uh yeah, no, this is it, this is a great matchup.
1: It is, it is. You're you were the eight seed, you snuck into the playoffs. I did, took we out might... my wife, who was the one seed.
3: Yeah, I had a real innovative and, strategy uh... this year of drafting only Buffalo players because my name has Buffalo in it, and uh yeah, somehow it paid off.
1: And and I think right now my team's getting battling injuries so i'm i'm uh i'm struggling a little bit here down the stretch i
3: think my two starting running backs are deandre no is it deontay foreman and someone named z knight i don't even know is it zach knight i don't know (laughs) it's probably a bad sign when you're starting running back you don't know the name of but uh first well my,
1: my two starting running backs all season have been uh jonathan taylor and kenneth walker and jonathan taylor's now up for the season ken walker might play saturday he didn't practice today uh so uh i've got cam Akers, i've got isaiah pacheco <clears throat> backing up right now yahoo says i have a 40 or a 56 chance of winning
3: yeah but i've been underdog. i've been an underdog in every single game this year i literally have never been favored so yeah. don't, don't trust that metric uh I would say that uh, uh, first of all uh, listeners out there this is this is riveting entertainment it to sure add, is. add on layers Terry just beat Josh and I'm thrilled about that Josh can go home and celebrate with his non trophy that he doesn't have
2: oh, dang it sorry Josh man I, if you want to like sit on the sidelines with me dude I would I would be was... more than welcome to have you Josh I'm sorry hit me up on Twitter Josh
1: I, I actually I actually <laughs> hung out with Josh this weekend and the trophy did come up at one point I'm sure it did <laughs> See, it's very a, important That is in an life. inside joke I really don't feel like we need to explain anymore. Um I don't know. I I I'm liking my chances. I'm liking my chances. You've got you've got an interesting team. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes and I've so got it's really
3: yeah, I did the unconventional strategy of drafting the top two quarterbacks. See, oh, and Josh. That's a, that's so, how the hell did you even get right those there. two picks?
2: How it's the hell my, you get those it's picks? my fantasy the biggest...
3: football
1: genius, Adam. That's really, it. it's it's a problem The every genius day. of
2: yours or the stupidity of
1: others. It's one of the two. Man, that's that. Yeah, you, so you've been writing that the whole the whole season.
3: Oh, look at my running backs. I have the worst running backs of any star, of any fantasy football team. And that's I don't know how I'm much. winning. <laughs> this is not a great lineup, Terry. So I, <laughs> have, my, I have a really good lineup. I know. they're just The only reason I ever win is when my quarterbacks get me a ton of points. Everybody
1: else stinks. <laughs>
2: Zach See, has Patrick Mahomes shooting up as quarterback and John Doe as running back. Yeah, that's yeah. really good <laughs> balance is The out. only
1: reason I won last week is because Kirk Cousins went off in that second half in the greatest comeback in NFL history. That's true.
2: Thank you, Matt Ryan. Got me like
1: 35 <laughs> points. Uh thank you, Matt Ryan. All right. Anyways, it should be fun this weekend. I'm sure we'll yes. we'll report on uh, on well, both so, sides of the no, uh, the matchup.
3: And the last time the Seahawks uh, and Chiefs played was also right around Christmas, and it was Mahomes' first full season. And you guys beat us, and it was a sign that that Chiefs' defense was pretty shitty that year. And ultimately, they were. But uh, that was a fun one too. Do you miss Russell Wilson? You miss him a little, no, bit, don't you? No, just a little um, bit. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. You miss, you miss the ego. You miss the you know self generic for phrases Yeah. On, honestly, yeah. I will say I was the starting to wonder,
1: like the last last year, like is is this the is is man, when I our think. offense struggles? Is it him or is it us? And I think it's proving now. It it was him. It really was him. So, well, no, back... no, not missing him
3: back in the day i tried to convince you to name your firstborn son russell
1: um, i remember that
3: and i remember I'm glad, that i'm glad you didn't listen to me because yeah, one, I, yeah one out of those three russells has not panned out <laughs> the other two russell hammond and russell crowe are doing just fine
1: but they, they are they are yeah all right well let's let's actually get into this here i'm um, still here guys don't worry You, all right, good. <laughs> adam's still here <laughs> We're we're getting you into the fantasy football league next year. Yeah, okay. it's it's a thing. Oh
2: god, then I can say, look what you did, you little jerks, Get me in the fantasy football. There exactly,
1: exactly.
3: <laughs> nice, <Uncle> all right. <laughs> Frank reference in the first ten <laughs> minutes. That was. I see what you've been. There.
2: I've had that in my back pocket all the time. It's like, when can I use this? Okay, well, they just laid it up for me. There we go.
1: But 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 did, did you did you just lay your cards out a little too soon? Like, I mean, did, did, he he just used his. You know, trump the card a little too early and now he's got nothing left for the rest of the rest did, of the podcast. Did you talk about
3: in your uh, at Daily Notes podcast about Home Alone 2? Did you talk about Uncle Frank's shower scene and in particular how he uh, sings the song? Cool Jack! Great, great Uncle Frank moment. Did not know he was a fan of 60s pop. Um, also, nice job leaving the door wide open in a house with 15 people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids included. Yeah, that's uh yeah, what a dummy. And it get, gets upset for somebody walking in on him. That's the best part of it. Like one of the greatest movies we should definitely name because it's a Christmas episode that the D bag award has to go to the uncle. Uh, it has to. Be, it, it also, it's just, it's just,
1: I mean, we've got Billy bats on the douchebag award. We're changing it to the uncle.
2: Frank. If we had time and the energy to do so, we should have na- changed every category to Christmas references of some kind. Mm, yeah. But yeah, that just sounds like an exhausting experiment, but, but maybe yeah.
1: we'll try and do it on the fly. We'll see. How I, it goes
3: have, I have another <laughs> question that will come up later about one of our categories. But I also have to say that has to be the greatest scene of male nudity, grown male nudity in a child's <laughs> film ever. And that's a that's an impressive power ranking. But I think that's
1: number one. You might audible at the last second and just do that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Zach, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm having some Sierra Nevada
3: Pale Ale. No, no eggnog this week? No eggnog this week. No. I'm, All right. I'm watching the wait. Ah, oh, nice. nice Watching nice. the weight expand. No, I. Just... <laughs> yeah. I our old, know. our old friend Joshua Traxel used to say, "I'm in
1: shape, just round. Round is mm-hmm. a shape." <laughs> yep. I have a six pack. I'm just protecting it.
0: Yeah.
2: There either we go. either that
1: or or I I some have a six pack. I have a keg. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, that's that my dad. Too. That's what my dad would say.
1: Yeah. 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 Adam, what do you got? What are you drinking? Uh,
2: well, they're, it's being made, but I'm in, ty- in honor of the festive season and how it just snowed up here again. A hot chocolate. Ah, so, very yeah. Good. Just the classic hot chocolate made by Judy from uh, the Santa Claus. Ah, very
3: right nice. She was the waitress at Denny's. <laughs> Get it right.
2: See, I still have Christmas references.
1: See, all right. So so you little hot chocolate. Are you going to put put like a little little whiskey in there or just straight hot chocolate?
2: I could do a little whiskey. I got a whiskey right there.
1: There we go. I, I could do that. I,
2: could, I could make it a, a spicy spicier this... uh, time.
1: Yeah, this is not the movie
3: we're deep diving, by the way. No.
1: Wait, so, what? Uh, I, my, I, I watched
2: the wrong film then.
1: So, so we're recording on Tuesday, partially because I I found myself out of town on Sunday when we normally record. I was in Kennewick, on the east side of, oh, uh, here we go. of the Cascades, and so while I was there, I said, you know what, I got to get. I got to get some beer from the east side since I'm there. So this is out it. of No Lie Brewing in Spokane. Uh, it is out. the the Cascade Fog, hazy. Nice IPA. festive right.
2: can. Look I know, that. right? Look at that. A little like mountain range there. Is that a cactus or is that an eagle? What what is that on the left? On the right?
1: Is that a, it's an eagle. It's okay, a bald well, eagle. I there, don't know why there. I thought oh, cactus. Uh, uh, there, see. Oh,
3: there we go. Yeah, there we go. I John, John yeah, there's a Bear be down hard. there yep, so anyways, Mark Ripon, other Eastern Washington folks?
1: Yes, yes. All right, well, let's actually start talking about movies. That's what we're here to talk about. Uh, let's <laughs> let's look at what we've oh. been watching this week. We are reviewing uh, one of the biggest movies of the year. Uh, and then we are deep diving a uh, a Christmas classic, a newer Christmas classic today. But first, What have we been watching? And we are going to start with Zach.
3: All right. So I watched The Eternal Daughter, which is the new movie uh, by Joanna Hogg. And uh, I watched it because it is appearing on a lot of critics' top ten lists. Uh, Bruce and Leach, two critics I deeply respect, had it on their list. It was on the big pictures on several podcasts out there. Um, Getting a lot of buzz. Uh, This is uh, the director of The Souvenir, and um, I was not a huge fan of The Souvenir. Um, and uh, frankly, I'm not a fan of this movie either. I think it's kind of overrated drivel. Uh, but it's, it's kind of an interesting movie. So it stars Tilda Swinton. And I guess I don't want to say too much about it. But basically, she's in a dual role where she plays herself and her mother. And uh, huh. they are traveling. Uh, and they stop at a hotel. And the hotel seems to be very spooky and kooky and lots of... Uh, you know, strange noises coming from it. Uh, this movie is actually not as interesting as it sounds. Uh, the director refuses to film Tilda Swinton in a two shot. So it's, it's, it's so obvious that they're like different people. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie kind of rambled and at 85 mi- or 95 minutes, it, pr- it felt pretty long. My favorite part of the movie is that there's a, pr- there's a dog and the dog's name is Lewis. And the credits at the end of the movie it said tilda swinton directed by joanna hogg and you know all the actors in it, and it also had the dogs name lewis like he was a human <laughs> uh, i like that I love uh, when they do that <laughs> uh i don't know i kind of feel like it's going to it, this movie is the experience of like going to a zagat rated restaurant and spending a bunch of money on like two ounces of caviar it, it the emperor has nice. no clothes I, I i give it two stars i'm not a fan so, not the best dual role performance movie this year. X probably would be well, that, right? And the movie that also came to mind watching it was Men. I mean, Men did kind of oh, something yeah. kind of similar also. Yeah, in the sense that it's that. Sort of a, a travelogue movie in Britain, almost like this movie is a little bit. But uh, Men was more entertaining and certainly more ambitious and audacious.
2: I bought that for Black Friday. Still forgot to watch it. Yeah, that's going to be upcoming watch.
1: <laughs> so, uh, for my, I'm going to go next for my uh i've got two movies two movies to report on oscar watch first oh here we go 1992 going back 30 years the body i don't know if you guys are gonna get it uh it had a soul best actress nomination love field love field wow does that movie exist
3: anymore apparently it does (laughs) i would think that was it's only existing in vhs copies but okay nice it was on it's on
1: prime I found it on oh, Prime. Oh, wow. Randomly. Yeah. yeah there it's we go. it's, for,
3: it's so, free, though, right? <laughs> Needless
1: yeah, to say. Free, yeah. It's, it's free on Prime. Uh, it's it a $20. rental. Uh, directed by Jonathan Kaplan. And yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer got uh go. Oscar nomination for this uh, the same year Batman Returns came out. So I think that's kind of interesting. But nice. you have um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays uh, Lorene, who is a housewife in a middle class middle to upper class housewife in dallas uh, in 1963 she is obsessed with the kennedys and uh, has a crisis of faith when uh jfk is assassinated in her hometown after she just went to go see the parade and she decides that she is going to road trip her way to the funeral in washington dc along the way she meets paul played by dennis Haysbert. Uh, who has uh, is kind of a shady character a he's little bit? State you farm quite, Yeah, it's selling. Yeah, <laughs> you don't quite know what's going on, but um, he ha- he's there with his daughter. Is he selling State Farm insurance? No, he's not selling State Farm insurance. Oh, uh, this he's, opportunity. He's, uh, yeah, uh, this movie it's it's fine. Um, honestly, it it felt a little like Far From Heaven. In that you've got you know your your middle class housewife kind of bored with her life, looking for something more, and finds Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert. (laughs) Oh
3: yeah! Can we change it to the Dennis Haysbert Stickman Award?
1: (laughs) We could. We could. Oh yeah! He's getting Uh, it in with the white women in the fifties. I mean, that that's really his his lane. It must be. It must be. Uh, I'm giving this two and a half stars. Uh, It's fine. Um, It's kind of uh, the performance is kind of weird. Uh, it, it's kind of a one note thing of her trying a little too hard to be this this character it it plays with some cliches of racism at the time but also i think it it has a little bit of nuance to it as well um it's a fine movie it's a fine movie but there's a reason it's it's mostly forgettable over the last 30 years
3: yeah so that's many, love field how many people in the world do you think this week watch love field what field? I mean, honestly, like what would your projection be?
1: Uh, uh, that's a great question. I have no clue. Um, 1.5. Oh, it it I, doesn't even.
3: Over. I mean, it's it's free <laughs> on Prime, which is, it is, is. It, yeah. I would say maybe maybe 15. Yeah,
1: it it doesn't even row register row on like the IMDB like hot list. Like sometimes you'll see you'll look oh, yeah, and it'll yeah. be like it, it's this on, like like Avatar's number one on, on, on the ranking right now. Um but uh and sometimes it'll say like top five thousand, right? Yeah, Love Field it does it doesn't exist. It does it doesn't say anything. It's got four point one thousand ratings on IMDb. I don't know. I... Love Field
3: sounds like a failed Ron Shelton movie, you know, like uh yeah. the Bull Durham or also it sounds like something, you know, it sounds like a video game or something. It doesn't sound like a movie like a mashup of love is a battlefield
2: maybe a love ska field. band there we go ska <laughs> Ka- band
1: all right so that was my oscar watch love field it's on prime if you want to check it out the other one i want to talk about is uh i did my double feature on oh, friday we
3: go. Brave uh, avatar
1: man. and empire of light oh <laughs> so <laughs> That's we had to really talk late. about empire of light a little bit here uh written and directed <laughs> by sam mendez uh, it, the latest in the uh, let's get as personal as possible because I was bored during COVID screenplays um, oh, and so no. let's tell let's tell a story about my life uh, however this one is definitely told through other people uh, and really it's instead of this, it being a story of one person it's more a story of a theater uh, a cinema house in the early 80s in England and uh, it stars Olivia Coleman, Michael Ward from Blue Story. So, you know, Todd's going to love this movie. Uh, yep. Uh, Colin Firth is in it, Toby Jones. Um, and then that's about all the, the notable names and faces you'd recognize. Um, Olivia Coleman's really the main character in this, who's the manager. Colin Firth is the owner. And, uh, and Michael Ward becomes a new person who's working there. And they have this instant connection that kind of starts to lead to something more and then you realize there's something going on with Olivia Coleman and she kind of has a little bit of a sketchy past. Toby Jones plays a pro- uh, projectionist. Um there is a lot going on in this movie. Uh and the the main criticism I've heard of it is it doesn't know what it wants to be and it just throws everything at the screen at once and doesn't and hoping something sticks and nothing does uh which i kind of agree with at the same time everything it throws kind of works like i can follow all the different storylines that each storyline kind of is believable and i think part of the problem is people look at the movie and are trying to follow the characters when really the the idea is you're following the cinema you're following the cinema house and that's really the main character and everything that's interacting around it which is why there's a lot going on it is too busy. I wish it wasn't quite as busy. And uh, Olivia Coleman gives her flashiest performance since The Favorite. Uh, I, I wish it wasn't. I mean, it, it's, it's almost flashier than The Favorite. Uh, Michael Ward is great, but he doesn't really have a ton to do. The movie is gorgeous. Uh, the cinematography by Roger Deakin, Sam Mendes knows how to shoot a movie, too. Uh there, about once every five minutes you have a shot that's like, I want that printed and hung on my wall as a piece of art because it's just Oh, it's good. It, it yeah, it's it's one of those types of movies. I'm gonna give it three stars. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I think there's enough there that is good that uh that it it's worth watching. Uh it it is kind of a mess, but it's kind of a beautiful mess. And I I was totally engaged by it and I kind of dug it. So Empire of Light, three stars. So,
2: how long was that movie?
1: Hour fifty
2: five. Oh, geez, you were. Were you? Did you fall? Never mind. We'll talk about that later. It <laughs> it's a long pretty, time
1: in a the theater. <laughs>
3: it seems pretty short yeah. for a marquee twenty twenty two movie, but it does. I, yeah, I haven't sure. liked. I, I think we've talked about. It, I think Sam Mendes is an overrated director, and my low key favorite film of his is uh, Away We Go. That's a good movie, though. I had the the opportunity to see this movie last week, and I declined it. I just, I don't know. The reviews look too, too, too frightening, and uh, I don't know. I'm not the world's biggest Sam Mendes fan.
1: It has a 55 on Metacritic, 6.6 on IMDb.
3: So right in the middle.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's It's got some
3: Golden Globes love, but it doesn't seem like a real Oscar hit.
1: I could see it getting maybe a cinematography, maybe a score, because it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um that that's about all it's got. Maybe Olivia Coleman sneaks in to actress, but there's a lot going on in Actress this year. But uh yeah, it's like I said, it's got a lot going on, but I kinda was into it all. It's very sentimental too, which is right up my alley, which is why (laughs) Zach's gonna hate it. Um and uh yeah. So you hated 1917, and I put that in my top hundred of all time. So All right, Adam. I'm just what, saying, I'm just like saying we that go, you though. gave. I'm just yeah.
2: saying that you gave that a three, but you gave Fableman's 2.5, and they're both sentimental movies. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I am did. I'm, I'm arguing did. for argument's sake. I, li- I liked. <laughs> I
1: liked more about Empire of Light than I did the Fablemans. Well,
2: that's good. That that's that
3: makes sense.
1: I I think that's all fair. Right. I think that's fair. That's fair.
3: All right, all right. You like Aladdin time more than both of them.
1: Adam, get 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 your head out of your hot chocolate and tell us what you watched.
3: Yeah, I burnt
2: my tongue earlier. I don't... <laughs> Um, anyway, I watched Emily the criminal on Netflix It's Ooh, streaming nice. there. So uh, John Pattern Ford directs the film, Aubrey Plaza stars and Theo Rossi, Bernardo Bedillo and John Billingsley also are. Top IMDb credited thing. So this movie basically follows Emily, who's kind of down on her luck and saddled with debt. She gets involved in a credit card scam that pulls her into this criminal underworld of Los Angeles, ultimately leading to a deadly consequences. So, I this has always kind of been on my list of stuff to watch. I know I think was this. I'm not sure if this was like a Sundance movie or was it kind of like early like film festival movie that I had seen some people review for it. And I think only Terry has seen it for our website. And inevitably, I think Aubrey Plaza is really good. And she's kind of low key. I don't know how they, they shot it. Or she's kind of completely different than anything else I've seen her in. I'm really a big fan of Ingrid Goes West, top 25 of the last decade. Um, but she is doing something very interesting here, where you you're really invest in her character and what's going on. But you just kind of want the movie around her to be a little better. I, I still re- enjoyed the film, but there's this parts of it where I just, I think they could have gone a little bit more into this underworld and the relationship that she does have with Theo Rossi's character who really kind of gets, introduces her into this, uh, underworld is, he plays, um, Yousef. Uh, I really like their kind of the chemistry and their kind of relationship in a way, like they're like budding friendship there and seeing where they actually end up and seeing where she actually ends up at, in the movie. Is very engaging and and, and entertaining, but there's, there's something about it. I'm not quite can't, can't quite put my finger on it. I just kind of wanted a little bit more more stakes to it, possibly. But when they do have those really intense moments near the third act of the film, they are really um, pretty kind of suspenseful too. There's just something I just wanted to push it just a little bit more, and then I would probably get on three stars. But I'm like I kind of a two and a half stars. I enjoyed the journey. Just wanted more substance to it. Maybe that's, but the best way to describe it. So I don't yeah, think it's necessarily I, bad. I think I just, I, I want to just, I just wanted something more. I just, just I can't picture. I, I don't know. Maybe Terry has the answer here.
1: No. Yeah. I gave it two stars. Uh, and I, I'm just looking back at, I wrote a review for this back in August. Okay. Good, good, good. And uh, basically what I'm saying in the review is the script was horrible, but Aubrey Plaza is great. So uh,
2: she like elevated the material. Yeah, yeah I can definitely see that yeah yeah
1: my my opening line was despite a stellar performance by Aubrey Plaza Emily, the criminal falls short to an underdeveloped story and script leading to an average film that had potential to be great
3: like it Maybe has it had a great idea.
1: it just didn't work. and the ending uh just uh, the the downward spiral is a mess and uh, I, yeah, I said here this movie could have used an extra fifteen to twenty minutes to fully round out this full downward spiral of Emily, who goes from innocent fraud to Bonnie and Clyde. Ouch. Um, no, yeah. That's a,
2: that's actually, yeah. Without saying that, too that much, that actually that's is much what happens. Is. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually it, pretty it, good.
1: It, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's kind of a mess, but she's great in it.
2: I think yeah, probably a little longer runtime, more kind of flushing out of the script and story. I can yeah, I can definitely see it being entertaining. I still enjoy it. And I'm giving uh it, yeah two and a half stars for me. I still was entertained by it, even with its kind of
1: flaws or missing substance there. For me. It, it's 100% a Todd movie. He's gonna give that thing yeah. three or three and a half.
3: <laughs> well, can I can I beg you guys to see Black Bear, which is the Aubrey Plaza? Oh movie yeah, that's, that's also three, yeah. Few years ago because I think that movie's an absolute piece of shit, and I, I can't imagine. <laughs> Uh, you guys liking it. I, I, I could see Adam maybe liking it, but Terry, no way. But uh, you guys should just watch it. all right It's it's one of the more fascinating and perplexing Todd picks from the guy who picked Holy Motors as his number one movie of 2012. God, I cannot <laughs> yeah. wait to
2: talk about the top five worst films that I watched this last year. That'd be
1: good. That'll be good. All right, let's move on. It is time for a featured review. And, like I said, already, we've talked about it already a little bit. the one of the most anticipated movies of the year, one of the biggest movies of the year, we've been waiting thirteen years for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Avatar, the Way of Water.
0: The way of water connects all things. before your birth, and after your death. This is our home. I need you with me and I need you to be strong
1: uh I'm gonna go first on this one so written and directed by James Cameron who's been building up his uh, his um his technology in order to make the his uh, his story that he wanted to tell a reality uh, and in the meantime he's written three more sequels that he wants to make uh, and he's I think he's only been greenlit for the third one so far and depending on how they do he'll get greenlit for the fourth and fifth. But we uh, we join back uh, in Pandora following Sully around. He has married uh, Natiri and they have kids and the Sky People come back. Uh, you have a return of Quaritch played by Stephen Lang who is now uh, an avatar yeah. since he died at the end of the first one uh, and he's got a an army of avatars that are hunting him down and he decides to go off and live with the with the sea people and hide so that his tribe doesn't get killed on his behalf Uh, and that's really where the story kind of takes off and spends most of its time is developing this brand new world of the water navi and and how that all plays out their uh, their legend their their environment the way they live uh, and eventually of course you know they're found and there's a battle and uh, you know all all epicness ensues uh, this man this is a whole lot of movie um there is <laughs> so you. much going on in this movie uh, it is. It is three hours and twelve minutes, which everyone thought. You know, the first Avatar was long. That was only like two forty-five. This this one is a, a whole other half hour longer. Um, it 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 it's too long. It is too long. With that said, there are so many great things that are going on here. It's it's a beautiful movie. The tech, the technology, the CGI, everything they're doing is amazing. Uh, the fact that you're able to tell this story. And have the motion capture technology in order to put all this together is just brilliant. Um, this movie, at the same time, with all the epicness of it, this movie works best in its world building of the, of the sea people, the way of water, if you will, and the family dynamic. I think the family dynamic is really interesting uh, with um, Sully and his kids and the way they interact with each other and their relationship with each other. Uh I almost wish wish you had a a different a, a different plot point in who was after them because it almost was distracting to have Stephen Lang's character come back. I don't know. I feel like I'm poking hole trying to find flaws in it because I sat there for three hours completely transfixed, and James Cameron knows how to make a watchable movie. Uh he <laughs> knows how to make a movie that you are invested in the entire time uh i've heard people trying to knock the script and the the dialogue writing Uh, who who cares everyone loves everyone loves it um and uh I, i i was sitting there so i was sitting next to in a pretty full theater friday night and sitting next to a group of guys that obviously don't go to the theater very often uh and so they were they were talking all the way through the trailers like this is gonna suck and but as soon as it started they stopped and I didn't hear a word from them for about three and a half hours. And then once the movie ends, the guy next to me, I just hear. That's the effing tits, man. You <laughs> didn't say effing, if you know what I mean.
3: Um, I say fudge.
1: Yeah. So uh, it was <laughs> it was uh, I'm get, I'm giving it three and a half stars. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I feel like I'm trying to just poke holes in it and find flaws with it. But when it comes down to it, it's one of the more enjoyable experiences you can have at the theater is getting to sit and watch a James Cameron movie. And it's it's long, but it works the whole time. Like you're never bored with it. The quiet parts were the were the like I said, were the parts I thought worked the best. So three and a half stars. It was it was kind of great. It was kind of great. There were things I didn't like, but at the same time, it's Avatar. It was it was pretty amazing. So Zach, what do you think?
3: All right, I'm gonna pull up my notes here because I wrote down some. All right. Oh, good, good. So uh Sigourney Weaver's voice as a teenager. Uh yeah, that was weird. Kind of a strange, like uh trippy experience. What is this? Like Peggy Sue got married? I mean it's weird. Uh I I, I didn't get it. I didn't like it um let's see 13 years to enact revenge they're gonna what, what were they doing during that 13 years what did they just not care about jake sully Nah, 13 years and then we're a little bored we'll come back let's, it takes let's, a while to see. get there it it does take a while to get there that's that's true 13 years though i think they were okay at the end of the last avatar um i really i wrote down i really like the brock levitt-esque search for the elixir of youth <laughs> I wanted to see a uh, 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 avatar of Bill Paxton in this movie. Um, do you guys remember thirteen years ago the short-lived Sam Worthington versus Jeremy Renner debate? Oh wow, <laughs> that, that yeah. was an interesting. They were one. pushing both
2: of those guys pretty. Heavily, I think most yeah.
3: people would have picked Worthington at the time, but uh, it's an interesting comeback movie for him. Uh, boy, good good drinking game would be the number of scenes in this movie that felt like video game cutscenes. Um, as Adam correctly predicted, I fell asleep twice, but this is the sign that it wasn't a very good movie, which is that when I woke up, it was the same thing still happening. It was like, Oh, <laughs> really nothing really. They didn't solve the problem. No one really died. Okay. Um, I do like the, the the strange relationship with the whales, that the, the Avatar version of whales in this movie. It feels very Star Trek Four. Oh, like... damn it. To my reference. Oh, I'm it's... sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I like that the whale communicated. It almost looked like Teo Salamanca from Breaking Bad with his eyes always telling the story. I didn't really understand how the whale communicated with him. But, uh, he just
1: needed a bell. I
3: guess so. There was a story today uh, that I saw Edie Falco said that uh, she saw this. <laughs> well, first of all, I okay, I did not realize Edie Falco was in this movie, uh, but I guess she was, and I guess she didn't realize it either because she thought this movie had already come out and didn't do well at the box office. I think that says something about the movie. I feel like this movie is kind of a three-hour version of uh, The Brady Bunch, and I'm really glad that... Um, spider was wearing a good loincloth because it came it came very close to an uncle Frank uh unintentional nudity or P- uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman in twister moment of unintentional nudity um and it lead, led me to think as I was kind of just not really watching the movie anymore like why do we call the spider stickman War is spider really a stick man that's that that's neither here nor there I guess but I did, <laughs> I didn't understand that anyway I give the movie three stars uh, for, for one reason alone which is that it is fascinating to look at um decision to leave which was two hours and 20 minutes felt way longer than this movie it it is long but it wasn't boring to watch and uh i I really didn't like it but it was entertaining to watch and uh some of the writing in this movie is is hilariously awful but uh three stars
1: all right so we got three and a half stars we got three stars really quick before adam goes Uh, We put a a poll out on Twitter yesterday that uh, that got 17 votes, and and it just asked, what did you think of Avatar The Way of Water? And the options were better than expected, exactly what I expected, disappointed, or haven't seen it yet. And uh, we had better than expected, 35.3%, exactly what I expected, 35.3%, disappointed 17.6%, and haven't seen it yet, 11.8%. So the majority, it was either better than they expected or exactly what they expected, which I think is, is pretty good. All right, Adam, what did you think? Uh, so
2: I haven't admittedly, I haven't watched the first avatar in several years. So we actually had watched the first avatar to gear up for this. And I, I was going to take my daughter, if she had good behavior to go see the, the, this movie in theaters. And so I put the first avatar cause she'd never seen it. And she, i was putting on avatar the last airbender which is an anime <laughs> so she was kind of disappointed <laughs> um and i was like no that's not the movie we're watching so she kind of got bored of the first one however she she really liked the the new one she had a lot of fun didn't fall asleep surprisingly and i will also say that i didn't correctly guess how many times she fell asleep that's how many times i fell asleep <laughs> i dozed off twice too <laughs> I wonder um,
3: if it was doing the same parts. That, that would
2: be an interesting thing. Long
3: fighting for many minutes.
2: <laughs> All I know is I woke my. There was a noise that had, sounded like me snoring, and I woke up to it. That's that's what happened. Um, I I don't think I, I I but I I remember seeing a lot of the majority of the movie, so I, I don't think I fell asleep for very long. Which, to your point, is kind of what you said too. Um, however, with that aside said, I. I got swept back into the world. I really liked my last rewatch. I, I don't know. necessarily. I think it's, it's one of Cameron's best works. And it's, I gave it four stars on the website and I, I really liked the first one, this one, I'm definitely have to rewatch it, watch it again. Um, but it's very entertaining. There's some really beautiful shots. I completely agree with the video game comparison there because there are some shots. It's like, Holy cow, this is on a different level. And, One the biggest comparison I've been seeing on Twitter is Marvel, and that was a question that James Cameron got asked too about Marvel's CGI compared to uh, this CGI, and he said, "This is a holy that not not my dog this time." But anyway, it's it's it, the comparison between Marvel and Avatar is it's on it's kind of a different level now. It's like Avatar is c- clearly the better technology. Uh, Marvel stuff doesn't come close to it now, especially that they're, they're putting so much quantity out there. It's kind of hard to keep up with all the, the effects. But the movie itself is a very entertaining thing. And I, I, I got invested into this world. I thought the underwater sequences were some of the best I've seen ever i think that's really fascinating there's a really cool documentary like what they actually did to make all those those scenes i'm interested to dive into that i'm at three stars as well the, my thing is why the hell was spider what what what's with the deal with adding the spider kid who was courage's kid all of a sudden that that was the weirdest part of me for me and bringing back Corridge as a maybe and then sigourney weaver as a teenager i thought that was like wait what it's kind of interesting i wasn't expecting that but it's interesting I don't think if you had, if you took spider out of the movie, I don't think the movie changes because he really didn't change much if anything.
1: I I don't know. I I thought maybe he was was an interesting ad, Um, an interesting side plot. I don't know if it was along your lines. I don't know if it was a needed side plot, but it was, it was definitely an Mm -hmm. interesting one,
2: but it's it for it being a three hour movie. And I didn't, I saw it like at one o'clock on a Sunday and it wasn't necessarily sold out. There was probably maybe like 15 to 20 people in the theater when i went Mm. um so my daughter talked a little bit on it but she was just like wow look at that look at look at this shot so it kept my uh eight-year-old's attention throughout the entire thing and she really liked it she came home she's like that was such a great movie mom dad fell asleep twice i was like kid like you have to have some kind of secrecy like we had like an unspoken bond you don't say these moments to mom (laughs)
1: But it, I, it was a it was a fun time though. I did not fall asleep, and I was and at you'd the theater. You watch two movies. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> see, this is this is what I do. I do my Friday night double features, and I spend the You're entire like... day drinking an energy drink to lead up to it. Oh, so, right. like, like my my kids know Fridays, Mister P has an energy drink, and. The reason is so that I can stay out till midnight, one o'clock watching movies and be able to stay awake for it. So are we sure uh, this
3: isn't an energy drink like in another round energy drink? Oh, no, it's it's a it's I
1: walk around with a can. I was like,
2: who the the heck is Mr. P? I was like, oh, wait, yeah, your last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? So, but, just yeah, to be... but you're also condition. You're you're like you've been training yourself all year, going these double features. Like Avatar's coming out, baby. I need to be prepared to sit through the theater. Yeah, so,
1: so Empire of Light was a six forty five showing, and then uh, oh Avatar was a nine o'clock showing. So, can <laughs> oh you live? A, I, don't you live kind of far away from the theater? Or it's like a twenty minute drive.
2: You're like, see you tomorrow, honey.
1: <laughs> I'll be back yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> pretty much. I got home a little after one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: nice. So, that's what I do. That's my Friday nights. Hey, I I so just go, go back for a second,
3: time. rewind that. Um, so Adam, you are saying that the video game cutscenes are a good thing. It, it seems like it's... you were in favor of the comparison that they that that's a positive oh. comparison. Is that right? Because I, 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 I think I think that's, that's a, positive. a positive comparison. Well, that, I thought that was a negative. Criticism that I had, but okay. Why? Why would it be a negative? What? What about them? Are... It looks like a video game. I I don't want to watch a video game. I want to see a movie. I don't know. It just it didn't it it didn't feel like a movie. Yeah, I can see that. I think that games now are just
2: kind of are their own form of entertainment. That they are more uh theatrical in nature. So they're made so that even when you're playing, your sequences are like goes straight you're like moving and all of a sudden it goes straight into like another scene without even with you noticing it so i it is for me i just guess i guess i thought it was like it kind of move had good transitions between the, the scenes so even when i noticed like oh, wow that's pretty like video game-esque it didn't really bother me i just thought it was like oh that's good <laughs> because that's two ways right. of looking at the same situation so
1: so question did you guys see this in imax 3d anything um, special yeah, or plus. just regular screen Standard, (laughs) standard, Uh, me too, me too. I saw it in three D. You saw it in three D. Okay, there we go.
2: That's maybe that's the Mm. the video game comparison where you're like, yeah, that maybe that's maybe it looks different. So that maybe the coolest highlight the whole thing though, they played this little trailer by Greta Gerwig and the whole thing, and my daughter and I freaked (laughs) out.
1: (laughs) The Barbie trailer.
2: Oh my god! My my daughter was like, "What the heck are they doing?" And and Barbie, like, "It's Barbie!" Oh my gosh! Like, Dad, we got to go see that. I'm like, "Oh yeah, we got. (laughs) That's gonna be pretty cool."
1: Yeah, yeah and it'll be interesting when we get to July next year and we got to decide, uh, are we going to review Barbie or Oppenheimer? Because they both come out the same weekend.
2: Well, Terry's going to review That's both of them properly. Great marketing by the studios.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I kind of missed the Oppenheimer trailer that said how many hours and minutes and days it was till it. And it was eerily yeah. accurate. It seemed like <laughs> it changed every trailer. It did. It, did. it <laughs> felt like it
1: changed every week.
3: Yeah, it was it was weird. That's almost exactly. more impressive than creating the atomic bomb. If that were to happen, to have a live, you know, countdown, on an individual screen, that's impressive. That would be That'd be impressive. crazy. But
2: you see, like a, a nine o'clock showing on a third, uh, like on a Wednesday night, or th- th- Thursday, yeah. and it's like and it two hours until, yeah, two hours until it comes out.
1: All right. Well, Avatar. It sounds like we're thrice approved. It's kind of undeniably there. There's undeniable master work in here uh it at least in in the the visuals the world building things like that again the the script is not great but it is it is a return to like an epic scope of a film which james cameron knows how to do and no uh no spoilers or anything but james cameron knows how to sink a boat let's just say that um
2: yeah i cannot wait to see another 13 years what happens next it's gonna be a lot sooner i know is that they've sooner.
1: already they've got the date set christmas 2024 or the, this weekend in 2024 is when uh avatar 3 will be coming out all right well there's avatar Price approved go see it if you haven't seen it already uh see it i i have a feeling see it on the biggest screen possible i was kind of bummed i i saw it on a standard screen it probably deserves the imax treatment so
3: don't you want schwarzenegger to read it at the Oscars? avatar, Bobby, avatar the way Lava. of
1: water That would be great. All right, it's deep dive time, and every year we make sure this this episode, the last episode before Christmas, we review and deep dive a Christmas movie, and so it's time for us to do that again. We try for for anniversary movies, but that really doesn't matter when it comes to Christmas time.
2: So exactly.
1: We are going back to 2003 and reviewing the classic, Love Elf. Actually. Oh, yeah. the other <laughs>
3: 2003 Christmas That's true. It's
1: true. Christmas is the time to be with the people you
3: love. Yeah, I need a car. This holiday season.
0: <laughs> well, does Natalie live here? All you need. Oh, Hello. Is love actually.
1: now love actually, which is it, this is it, this is a fun movie. It's so great. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it after we do some trivia, which I am hosting. Oh crap. And uh so for this, uh we're we're gonna do our standard, one person's gonna leave and then we'll go through. Uh so Zach I have a feeling is the master here. So Zach is gonna leave and then uh, he's gonna come back in a little bit and we'll see how Who's he, he going
2: against? Me? You Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Hope I don't shit the bed. Let's do it.
1: Yes. Well, you know, we'll see. All right. You I know, have.
2: I'm so good at trivia.
1: I <laughs> have. Well, you watched the movie though, right?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I watched it. Okay. Yes, I, did. I,
1: I have 22 questions. Oh my god. Um, they're gonna go quick though. It's okay. like 22 questions worth like 24 points. So there's very few nice, that okay. have multiple answers. All right. Your first question: Complete the lyric. So if you really love Christmas, come on and.
2: Let it snow.
1: There we go. There we go. Start with a good layup. Now, now this one is a little obscure, so we'll see. What did Emma Thompson get out of her pantry when she was talking on the phone to Liam Neeson at the beginning of the movie?
2: Oh. her pantry. She got paper mache. No, green no. pepper. Green. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah. it's, it's that's pretty, pretty
1: obscure, obscure, but I. Th- it was. I. I. I really noticed it all right emma thompson's daughter got what role in the christmas pageant
2: the christmas lobster
1: can, can no, you be more one. specific yep first lobster first lobster, yeah. the lobster. lobster. there's more
2: than back. one lobster yeah. duh <laughs> um, who
1: who was supposed to be liam neeson's date to his wife's funeral
2: claudia uh, claudia schiffer
1: that is correct uh what what uh what name was jack introduced as on set
2: Jack, on oh, Martin Freeman's Martin character. Freeman. Um, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Uh, I, I. What name did he?
1: What name was he introduced as? Because he had to correct himself to the girl, or correct them to the girl. Oh, it was I Jerry. Guess I said my name is no, John. John. Okay. John. Um. Why did Hugh Grant hate his uncle Terence?
2: Oh, <laughs> this is yeah. I wrote this one down. Uh, he was a pervert.
1: He was a pervert, that is correct. <laughs> uh, he thought he was a pervert. Um Martin Freeman stood in for what actor on what Brad movie. Pitt. Oh what I movie. Don't... Mm. Second point for the movie.
2: Oh, seven years in Tibet.
1: That is correct. Well done. Well done. Uh how long has Sarah been in love with Carl? This might be uh whoever's closest. Or if unless you can get Oh, it. it's
2: the time that she worked there. Um oh dang it. It's very specific now. Uh, let's go. F- I, I'm not gonna know I, four years. That might, yeah, okay. We'll see yeah, what Zach I, I, says. I, I, yeah,
1: we'll see what Zach says. All right, uh, what state is Colin going to?
2: Wisconsin. Great.
1: Um, what are Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson eating in his kitchen after the funeral when she tells him no one will shag him if he keeps crying? What are they eating?
2: Dang food questions with emma Thompson. i know
1: there's i there there's some good food questions.
2: <laughs> my first thing that came up i know it's wrong but peanut butter i just think it sounds funny <laughs> it's definitely yeah, not it that is
1: that is incorrect they were eating frosted flakes oh like the, that's the, right i can see the, the box. box of cereal yep. it's mm-hmm. completely
2: open yeah it's sitting there
1: uh what is billy mac's message for kids
2: don't buy drugs Become a rock star and they give you for free.
1: Exactly. Well done. Well done. Uh, According to Hugh Grant, the president is continuing to be handsome while he continues to look like who?
2: His aunt. Aunt Mildred.
1: Correct. Oh,
2: pulled it out of the ass.
1: (laughs) Uh, Finish this line from uh, President Billy Bob. I'll give you anything you ask for.
2: Unless it's something I don't want to give.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll give it to you. I think as long as it's something I'm willing to give,
2: willing to give, but
1: it's the same idea. I'll give it to you. Uh, Emma Thompson's love of who is a love that lasts a lifetime.
2: Oh, her love for the singer, they taught her how to feel. This cold hearted Britain, British lady. Um, I I don't have this, the the artist, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell, yeah.
1: Uh, what is Billy Mac's nickname?
2: Billy Uncle um, Billy Mac, you yeah, said what's
1: his nickname? The, 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 it's mentioned
2: Oh, the grandfather uh grandfather of Chris or yeah, grandfather of Christmas.
1: Oh, uh, half point. Grandfather of rock and roll. Oh, okay. Um what did Mark claim he taped over the wedding?
2: West Wing. That
1: is correct uh who sings the song sarah and carl slow dance to
2: oh it, it's as yeah. 2003 as you get i can picture the song but i i can't uh phil wilson phillips that's wrong.
1: Nora jones
2: no, oh yeah that's that's yeah, as 2003, 2003 as you get yeah.
1: um what does the sign say on sam's door while he's learning to play the drums there's several of them. So if you several. give me a couple. Rhythm
2: rhythm is my life. I'm uh, I'm not hungry. Um, yep,
1: those are two of them. There's one more that I thought was, that was the main one I, I noticed but
2: um If your name is not Sam, keep out or something like that. I, I, Ringo yeah. rules. Oh. <laughs> that's a good one.
1: <laughs> of the four girls Colin stays with, who's the sexy one? Whitney? harriet
2: good one okay
1: uh very
2: specific on the imdb credits too which yeah
1: (sighs) it's because it like says harriet the sexy one
2: the sexy one
1: yeah yeah um okay hold on one second here all right next question is uh what christmas carol does hugh grant sing at the door when begged by the little kids
2: Oh, Father, when...
1: Oh, that, what's... uh
2: done oh, this this morning...
1: The... You know, you just saying I'll give it to you. It's good, King Winston's yeah. loss. Yeah, I, I can't... <laughs> yeah, you say, that, you yeah. sang it. That, that's good enough. That's good enough. Uh, <clears throat> Natalie's nephew is what animal in the Christmas play? An octopus. All right, and the Christmas last octopus. question. The iconic scene at the door has been parodied all Christmas season in commercials starring stars from which sitcom? Scrubs. Scrubs is correct. All right, you got 17 and a half, potentially 18 and a half, depending on how that last question goes.
0: Mm.
1: So let's bring Zach I, I, I back actually in. did really good. <laughs> all right, Zach. All right. The master of love, actually. Yes. Uh, you. So there are 22 questions.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: 22. You You always say I only ask questions from the first 10 minutes, so I made sure they were from the whole They're movie. spread out, trust and me. There, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot from all throughout uh 22 questions worth like I think it would end up being like 25 points. Wow and uh you uh let's see here uh Adam got 17 and a half. So you did pretty okay. well. you did pretty well. All right we're gonna start with an easy one. complete the lyric. So if you really love Christmas, come on and let it snow. correct.
3: If you uh, got that question wrong, does that mean you get like negative 100 points like I you feel so. you fail automatically?
2: Well, what I, would what happened I, is I would have lost my point from last week if I would have won. That's that, that's, what would have <laughs> exactly. You would have <laughs> lost your
1: lost your power rankings point. Uh what all right, now we go obscure. What did Emma Thompson get out of her pantry when she was talking on the phone to Liam Neeson at the beginning of the movie? I,
3: I, I have respect for that question and beer. Um I'm gonna say a bowl.
1: It was a green <laughs> yeah. pepper. Yeah, wow. Okay. Don't yeah. remember that. Uh, Emma Thompson's daughter got what role in the Christmas pageant? Uh, the lobster. Can you be more specific? The lobster by the nativity. Can you be more specific?
3: <laughs> uh, the lobster at Jesus' birth.
1: I, I will give you one point. Adam got two because it's first lobster. Oh. There's more than okay. one lobster? Duh. <laughs> uh, who was supposed I to be... I eat a lot of legs, David.
3: That's one of my favorite lines. But that's that's an octopus, though.
1: Who is supposed to be Liam Neeson's date at uh, to his wife's funeral?
3: Uh, Claudia Schiffer.
1: That is correct. Uh, what name was Jack introduced as on set? This is Martin Freeman's character. Uh,
3: I don't know if I understand the question, but I, I give up. So I he know. he
1: has he when he's talking to the girl he he says you know when they when they introduced me on set they called me this my name is actually yeah, Jack
3: I, I, I don't know and it's
1: John. It said his name was John.
3: Very original. Uh Adam why didn't did get you get that right? When I said Jerry. Adam,
1: no, he didn't. Why did Hugh Grant hate his uncle Terence?
3: He was a pervert.
1: That is correct. They thought not, was doing, not
3: well represented Terence. No, it wasn't.
1: Did, yeah. This one is worth uh is worth 2 points. Martin Freeman stood in for what actor and on what movie?
3: Martin Freeman?
1: Yeah, Jack.
3: Oh uh okay i sorry uh seven years in tibet
1: yeah and, the I
3: actor. I, and brad pitt
1: Correct. uh i, I honestly had no idea that was his name martin martin <laughs> i mean he, he's he's been in a few things since i guess so <laughs> <laughs> all right uh this this one it's whoever gets closest and you have a pretty good shot at getting the points how long has sarah been in love with carl
3: Two years, seven months, three days. Two years, seven months, three days, and two hours.
1: I'm gonna give you the point. That's how long she's been working there. Mm. How long That's she's good. been in love with him is it's two months, minutes. two years, seven months, three days, an hour, and thirty minutes.
3: I think it's so twenty minutes. I think it's twenty yeah, okay.
1: points. Okay, it, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> what state is Colin going to? Wisconsin. Uh, what what are okay this is another another good question this is another food question what are liam neeson and emma thompson eating in his kitchen after the funeral when she tells him no one will shag him if he keeps crying
3: dumb question i am not as fan not as big a fan of that question i'm gonna go with cookies i don't know
1: frosted flakes
3: there was some prominent product placement now that you mentioned
1: that but it was was just a generic box of frosted flakes they must
3: have thought it was an episode of seinfeld that day
1: uh, what's Billy Mac's message for kids? Don't
3: buy drugs. Become a celebrity and they people people buy them for you.
1: Yep, exactly. Become a pop star and they'll give them to you for free. For free. Yeah, I pictured that. that. Uh, according to Hugh Grant, the president is continuing to be handsome while he continues to look like what?
3: Uh, his aunt Mildred. That is correct. God, it's embarrassing. I know that shit. Did you get that one, Adam? He did. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, finish <laughs> the line. Fan. True
1: fans out there. Finish the line from President Billy Bob. I'll give you anything you ask for.
3: Um, Unless it's something I don't want to give.
1: Hmm. Yeah, as long as it's something I'm willing to give. Yeah, but yes, a right idea. Adam, I think, said the exact same thing you did.
3: Emma Thompson, what's, what's the score? Can we get an updated score here? Is uh, it,
1: it is oh. currently this is
3: like the World Cup of trivia here. I mean, this it is 17 really and a half to, to
1: 11, but you've okay. got, you still got some. We're on I, question feel like, 14. I feel like
3: Mbappe. I can, I can come back. <laughs> Emma Thompson's,
1: <laughs> Emma Thompson's love of who is Johnny a love Mitchell. that lasts a lifetime. There we oh go.
3: shoot. Uh, are you okay?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It was Johnny Okay. All right. Yeah, big, Sorry. big Also, um,
2: on my part on this one. That question. Yeah, you oh, missed
1: that wait, one. what do you say?
2: I I, I told totally space on the name. Oh, could, I totally he he knew he knew what it.
1: I was referencing, but he couldn't think of the name. What is no. Billy maxs nickname? He has a
3: nickname. I didn't know the,
1: that. Yeah, they're, they're, he's referred to as.
3: I don't know. Not the, not the, the granddad the, of rock and Chugs. roll. The granddad of rock and roll. That's a, that. That was the Terry question of this round. <laughs> <laughs> I. Didn't, they probably said that. Did someone say that was his nickname? Yeah, that the one? They it's, did, it's, yeah, It's in one
1: of his uh TV spots. It yeah. says you're, you're called the Aunt, granddad of rock and roll.
2: Ant and Deck, I think, say, say it.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I did Mark claim he taped over the wedding?
3: Good question. It was an interesting movie, but I'm kind of blanking on it. It had like five words in the title, I want to say. Um when you say it i'm gonna know it right away it it was an interesting movie that i think i gave thumbs up to but what is it well i'm
1: i'm tempted to get to take a point away because it wasn't a movie at all it was the Western. <laughs>
3: <one>. oh <laughs> yeah you should probably take a point away <laughs> i think i was thinking of seven years in tibet but maybe we'll
1: we'll, we'll leave good. we'll leave a we'll leave a kind of a, a that was pretty a, bad yeah we'll leave a point kind of off to the side here uh who sings the song sarah and carl slow dance to it's about as 2003 as you can get. Yeah, that was a hint I gave Adam.
3: All you need is love And it did love. help him. Um,
1: the great. Wait, say the question one more time. Uh, who sings the song "Sarah and Carl Slow Dance" to? Yeah. This is Laura Linney. Nora Andrew Jones. Guy. Oh, good. Nora good, good Jones cool. is correct. Yeah.
3: Okay. I thought you were asking a very different question. I thought you were I, asking about the wedding DJ.
1: No, no. Uh, all right. Let's Pump see here. Love. This is potentially worth three <laughs> points if you can get if you can get the three that we had. Uh, what does the sign say on Sam's door while he's learning to play the drums?
3: Well, doesn't it say a few things. Yeah, that's why uh,
1: I said you, you can get up to three points because there's three oh, different things. Up to three that points. Says.
3: I I don't know. You don't know any of them. It's like stay out practicing something something silly and lame i can't remember so
1: so uh the first one adam said was rhythm is my life and then it says ringo rules and then it says i told you i'm not hungry
3: and how many of those did adam get two two. that's impressive i that's that's the part of the movie i i take a bath and break
1: during all right of the of the four girls colin stays with who is the sexy one harriet that is correct.
2: Oh, see, I didn't get that one. I got the wrong one.
1: Uh, What Christmas carol does Hugh Grant Not sing at the person. door when begged by the little kids? Old King Wenceslas? That is correct. <laughs> Not a very popular uh, Christmas I know. Song. I don't know why that was his go-to. <laughs> his security detail has a pretty good voice, by the way. Um, yeah, MVP moment. <laughs> yeah. Natalie's nephew is what animal in the Christmas play?
3: Uh, The octopus.
1: That is correct. And the last question... Uh, the iconic sign scene at the door has been parodied all Christmas season in commercials starring stars from which sitcom?
3: That's also nice, nice Terry question there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go sitcom, you said? Yes. No longer on the air. Oh, okay, thank you, because no, there are no longer sitcoms. Um, I'm going to go with 30 Rock.
1: That is incorrect.
3: It is Scrubs. Oh, great. The world so, really needed more Zach Braff.
1: I know they, they have a, yeah. they
3: have a podcast together too. Do they really? Yeah. And okay. They talk, well, they, if,
1: yeah, if I don't take a point away, the score is 17 and a half to 16. Adam wins.
3: Well, then Adam wins either way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, Adam wins
3: holy way. cow. That's
2: yeah. like, the, I showed up for the love actually trivia. Don't ask <laughs> yes. me ever to come back with trivia ever again. <laughs>
1: You pulled some great ones out out of your ass. What was the What was the one you you were like, man? Oh, Mildred, just coming up Mildred, with the name Mildred. Mildred, Mildred. They almost didn't. Good have old it. lady name. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say right. uh, it was Mildred it was or Marge. Si- it was the signs
3: yeah. on the on the door. I completely, I really don't even remember watching those. I,
1: he just always walks past the door. That was a great pull. Yeah, yeah, there's a, the blackboard on there.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I deliberately don't watch them. Yeah. <laughs> turn away (laughs) he
2: he looks at the paintings on his bathroom walls when (laughs) those scenes happen
1: (laughs) all right zach well this was your suggestion uh you get a you get to start us off so tell us uh tell us your experience with love actually
3: well i've wanted us to do a deep dive of love actually for a while i mean it's a classic like you know who's who of great actors um and it's a classic christmas movie in my book i don't know if terry and todd really grew up with it it's hard to say we grew up with it you know i mean terry's an old person but the younger people here were not quite as old as Terry. Uh, I, I saw it in the theater. Um, it's one of those movies that I, I think got popularized maybe after its initial theatrical run. Maybe people just saw it a lot on TV or DVD. Uh, it was a pretty popular movie, I feel like, on TBS every Christmas. I guess maybe a little bit not too unlike Elf and not too unlike some other Christmas movies. But uh, for me, it was kind of a classic. I really liked it when it first came out. Um, it's interesting, uh, Diane Sawyer just did a special about it on ABC, which prompted me to think of this as a possible Christmas deep dive that Todd would have no interest in doing. And, uh, you know, it, it, it it's, it's got an afterlife. I mean, I think Bill Nahe, kind of made his career off this movie. Um, there's probably a lot of people who know Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant more from this movie than their movies in the nineties. Um, and, uh, you know, Richard Curtis, uh, interesting director for Weddings and a Funeral, um, this was sort of his his peak, I think, as a director and filmmaker. Um, and it's this kind of movie that would be relegated to Netflix today. And you know, I kind of like seeing the theater. So, uh, you know, it, 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 we'll talk about the ways it's not perfect, but uh, to me, it's sort of a seminal Christmas movie.
1: Adam, how about you?
3: Yeah, this is one I definitely saw
2: much later then the when it came out i remember i remember when it came out and i remember seeing it with like some friends during christmas time like much later i think it was late teens maybe early 20 i, I don't know i saw it much later and i kind of immediately kind of really liked it i i've always kind of enjoyed movies where the storylines kind of intertwine with one another so it kind of that's kind of sparked i think this is like one of the first ones that really did it i know crash is kind of there too but i don't want to mention that but <laughs> as i just did that we'll delete that later which we won't but uh so i like those storylines that intertwine so it kind of has connected and having that christmas uh feel and re-watching them i was like i have some fond memories of this i, I laughed like yeah it may not be perfect but there's some really uh really fun characters some really fun uh, moments here a lot of LVP candidates for sure, uh, which makes it a lot of a lot of fun to come up with our rankings. Uh, but overall, it's a good time. I don't think my wife had actually seen it before. So she said, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. <laughs> so that's that's a good praise from her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very entertaining one that I, I definitely enjoyed the rewatch. So it was good. It was a good time to come home from a late long day of work yesterday. Just watch it. And it just it's flew by. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, Terry, we'll, how do you we'll feel?
1: About... That
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. This is one I didn't watch it initially either. And you're talking about how old I am, so this came out. What, it was the, you
3: were too old for it. You were not in the target demo. Okay, they wanted uh, the young. I, I had just graduated
1: high school when this came out. Um, that I this was maybe the third time I'd seen it. Watching it for this deep dive. And it's one I always forget how good it is. Like this is just this is a great, just really really watchable movie. And uh, and there's so many great uh, actors, so many great performances. It's it's like a who's who of of actors in here. Like I threw it in last night, and um, my wife and I were watching it, and she and she was just like, I I don't remember this. I think I've maybe seen it once. And I said, well, I started going down the cast list. I said there are somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 faces, you will recognize while we watch this movie, because even the small parts are, you look at it's, it's people that you, you know, and you recognize it. It's great. Um, I was just looking at the IMDb page. Did you know that uh, Bill Nye won best supporting actor at the BAFTAs for this? Wow. Uh,
0: wow.
1: (laughs) um, Yeah. And, uh, this was nominated at the Golden Globes Best best Picture Comedy Musical and Best Screenplay Now remember, the Golden Globes only have a Best Screenplay, not a original and adapted. They only nominate five screenplays. It got a Best Screenplay nomination at the Golden Globes in 2003.
2: They, they felt it in their fingers <laughs> they, felt they felt it in their toes.
3: My dog oh, yeah. singing along
1: I was going to say he, he, he either he's really saying, like don't quit your really
3: day did. job. Yeah. Don't quit your day job, mm-hmm.
1: guys. <laughs> uh, it, It's yeah, it's it's such a good movie. Uh, And I need to I, I need to watch it more like this needs to be a, a Christmas like standard. Watch it at least once every holiday season.
3: Well, and that and there, that was also partially the reason we wanted to do it, because on top of being the 2003 nominee for Best Supporting Actor and the science guy. Uh, Bill Nye also is in a movie this year called Living, where he's getting right. some Oscar
1: buzz. And he, he has a really good shot at being a, at uh, being nominated for Best Actor this year. So you've got that going for it, too. Really a, have a resurgence question. in his career.
2: Yeah. And then he, I think he probably piggybacked that to get the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's where he kind of, after this, blew up with Pirates. Yeah. He was, like he was dead men's chest. Um, uh question for zach because we mentioned when our wives had thought about it what did yours think about it oh she I, loved it
3: yeah of course oh, probably I mean, yes. every, everybody's a fan it, it, I did. it's yeah D- terry do you, do you disagree with your spouses ever about movies i feel like that's that's quietly one of the the surest signs of a marriage is that you cannot be with a spouse that you have differences and opinions about
1: it's rare <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it. rare um she Not has rare. she definitely has some guilty pleasure movies that are pretty awful and uh and she but she knows they're awful but they're extremely watchable so that's why Which they're hers Oh <laughs> all right her favorite <laughs> movies like her fa if she needs to just throw something on in the background while she's doing something, the Noah Wiley librarian trilogy
2: oh yeah I know
3: is that's, is that's, her yeah. go-to
1: like so that is that is what and she is a librarian so there is that
3: i've never heard of this is this a come to the stable yeah. type thing no I've, I've heard library. it were no
1: it, they were made for they were like tnt original movies back in like the mid-2000s yeah
3: um
1: they're very much like somewhere in the indiana jones or an indiana jones knockoff is really what yeah
2: probably more like national treasure knockoff <laughs> to be yeah. honest with yeah. you <laughs> it's even below with that
1: but uh all right, yeah. well, we're, we're going to do a uh, a Mount Rushmore with this movie. And Zach had this idea, and I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> this movie, like we said, it's got the interlocking storylines that are constantly just kind of meeting each other and then going separate ways and all this stuff. So we're going to do a uh, a Mount Rushmore of the best storylines from Love Actually because i didn't did not either of you count how many storylines you could actually say there are in this that
2: would have been a good trivia question
1: that would have been a good trivia question (laughs) yeah i should have done that all right um so at least
2: seven or eight right
1: you gotta you gotta think so you gotta think so all right we're gonna go to um adam you're going first on this
2: all right, I, I thought about this, and definitely the rewatch. I think the one I really just enjoy a lot is Colin first one with Jamie and Aurelia, uh, where I, I, want, I want to spoil some stuff on my list here, but uh, I think the ending of the, his story where he walks down the street and have the his the father and sister kind of... <laughs> Say, like, oh, they're off to kill Aurelia, or your father's gonna sell her, settle her for her hand in marriage uh, to this Englishman. Uh, it's very inter. uh, it's just a really charming and uh, that ending proposal scene was really awesome. Uh, so I think Jamie and Aurelia for me is one of my favorite storylines of Daniel, and or, or, or with well, I'll throw that out later for the next one, but yeah, I got to go with uh, Colin first and Jamie and Aurelia. That's a that's a great one. That's a great yeah. one. That was that's the
1: one I. A- I was that, that.
3: that was my vote for the worst.
1: Oh, <laughs> perfect.
3: Perfect. Then we also should have done Mount Rushmore for the worst storyline. Okay, okay let's we're, do we're it. doing that. That's my pick, my impromptu worst pick. Adam, can we hear your worst pick too? <laughs> let's,
2: let's, hear favor, let's hear your favorite yeah, oh, first. Okay, let's hear your favorite one first. Let's
1: me to do the other ones first. Okay. Um,
3: And then we'll come so, back. Okay.
1: And then we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, after that, he, Zach doesn't get to go next um well
2: that goes my (laughs) joke
1: all right um let's see here my best no you know what zach's gonna go next because my i was gonna say i was gonna say the colin firth one so zach go next
3: it's so hilarious i I, there are so many good ones in this movie that was the one that i was never going to choose so I, i i love that you guys chose it um i uh I, I'll just say mine. I, th- I think it's Kira Knightley and Andrew Lincoln and Chutel Ejiofor. That That's a great storyline. That could be a movie in itself. I know they're all very pretty people. But listen, I, I fall asleep during this movie a lot. I, I doze off a lot. I go to the bathroom a lot, get some of that eggnog a lot. I, I am glued to the screen every year when we see that storyline. I mean, that's great. I love the old like mini DVR camcorder that he's going to record the, the West Wing on. And uh, I love uh, the scene where she finds out and it's all told in her face and I love the, the pastries that she's eating. And um, obviously the most iconic scene that I guess has been replicated by the Scrubs cast at this point, but it's a great scene. And uh, that, that, that's the, it, and what's so great about it, it's probably the, the one with the least amount of minutes devoted to it in the whole movie.
1: Yeah, that, that is a great one. It, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Uh, I'm going to go with... For my favorite, I'm gonna. I'll go with Liam Neeson and the kid because it, it is just the most adorable thing. That kid is adorable, and you you can't help but love him. And and he he wants the he wants the hottest girl in school, and will do anything for her. It's pretty great.
2: So what's our consensus pick?
1: I think our consensus pick has to be Billy Mack.
3: Yeah. Billy Mac, yeah. <laughs> Obviously.
1: <clears> Obviously.
3: <throat> <clears throat> I mean, that's the only reason I didn't say it is because I yeah. just assumed that was going to be our default pick.
1: All right. Are are we going to are we going worse storylines? Are we doing yes. this? Yes. Yes. Are, are we talking about this? Are we talking okay. about this? So, um I I um Adam, do you have one cuz I have one.
2: Yeah. I'm not joking when I <laughs> uh, the probably the Edger Ford Knightley, and Lincoln one. Oh, okay. are
1: you serious? <laughs> You're not joshing
2: me. I'm not joshing you. You'll my one of my worst performances in the movie too. Oh my god! Wow. So I don't know. It it uh, does it come across creepy to you, Zach? Or is that romantic? Because why did why why
3: would she kiss him? That's what's that's what's fascinating and ambiguous about it. This is like the tenet of uh, power rankings because <laughs> we just totally disagreed. It was on our top list and our bottom list. Um, we just tenanted that. Uh yeah, that's that's it's gonna that's, happen. That's a horrible opinion, Adam. I mean, don't you even like the scene in his apartment? I think his apartment's interesting. He's got like big paintings and books and shit. And um I, I I love the old I love the old TV set, you know, and that footage of her. It feels like a scene from After Sun. You you guys don't get that reference.
1: We don't get that reference. Um okay. My my pick for for the worst storyline, I'm gonna go with uh and yeah I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with layout, uh huh? I'm going to go with the uh the Alan Rickman almost affair.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that's a better one to pick.
1: Yeah. And that's the one I'll go with.
3: That's a downer, you know. It's like the Debbie Downer of the movie, like, you know, the SNL sketch with Rachel Dratch. Like if you're going to Exactly. That's that's what it, that that sound should be every time they show those two characters. Uh
1: all right. The, all right, Alan consensus. Rickman, for RIP. That, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I, I was looking, it's been like eight, seven or eight years since Crazy. he died now. It's nuts. Okay. Consensus, worst storyline.
2: <laughs> Has Zach said yeah, well, his?
1: Yeah, he's well, yeah, he, I was always
2: was, ranted about it. Yeah. Oh. I can't really say
3: why I hated it. I just it's that first of all, it doesn't even look like it's during Christmas. It's set somewhere in Spain or it's something. It's definitely it, yeah, it's definitely
2: very adjacent to this interlocking. He he only connection is like he appeared at their wedding.
3: And by and by the time you get to really knowing the Colin Farrell character, you realize that Richard Curtis is not really a great writer when it comes to differentiating the way that his characters talk. Like he has the exact same sort of self-deprecating humor as Hugh Grant and Liam Neeson in this movie. It's like, come on. well, it's just it's the same character <laughs> over and over again. So it, I, 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 I hate that storyline. The all only right, scene I... that almost works for me is when they say goodbye at the taxi. That almost works. Mm. That's that's a halfway decent scene
1: that that. That that whole storyline is just adorable. I love it. Okay, my, kind of here's sucked, my here's my uh, my suggestion for for consensus. And the reason I'm going to say it is is simply because it, I think it is given the least amount of screen time of any storyline, and that's the porn actors.
3: It is a little underdeveloped. You I mean, you
1: you see them you see them together, and then you see them like kissing on the, after their first date at the end. Like that's it.
3: They probably filmed more. It was more a matter of probably getting that movie under a certain time. But yeah,
1: that's my that's my uh, my submission for consensus or story. That's a line. good
3: one. That's a good one. I can I can I can respect that.
1: You go with that, Zach. Uh, I, have ca- any I I I kind
3: of think their storyline is charming, but uh, it is. I I, 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 will I just d- wish uh,
1: I'd seen more. Like there, there's like 45 minutes of this movie where you I don't, don't see think... them.
3: I don't think there's four bad storylines in this movie. I think there's one, so I, I can't leave really it say it. I, I can't really even say we should come up with a consensus. Because we okay. like this movie.
1: Well, we can leave it at three. Well, we'll throw it to Todd. Todd can pick our uh, our consensus. Yeah. Or, and and uh, when we, we say so,
2: bad, they're not necessarily like horrible. It's just our least favorite of the yeah. the storylines.
1: Alright, so, so the best storylines we have, uh, Colin Firth, uh, Keira Knightley, Liam Neeson and Billy Mack. And our worst storylines, we have Colin Firth, <laughs> Kira Knightley, <laughs> and Billy Mack. Oh, wait, and sorry. Alan Rick- and Alan Rickman. <laughs> <we go>. Perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Uh, recast. We've got oh, five geez. five we're all recasting, and then whoever else you want. I tried to come up with others, but I don't know if I actually did. Uh, okay. Prime Minister David. Played by Hugh Grant. <clears throat> today would be played by who's that
3: i went with sasha baron cohen whoa i think you need someone to lead this cast with charisma and personality and uh throwing a little bit of borat and the dictator and um yeah he can i he's he should lead the country a friend who bullies is not going to be a good friend much longer. <laughs> yeah, you like it. Ah.
2: It's great success.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Adam, who do you have?
2: Uh, Tom Hiddleston. That's, that's one of the names shifty. I had written down, too.
1: Uh, yeah. I could see it. He, he cleans up well. He really does.
2: Yeah. And he's, <coughs> in, the same, he's in the same uh, age range as Hugh Grant was. Has yeah. he There's ever has of... he
3: ever led a movie before though? Do you need do you need someone to uh, this A-lister? movie.
2: Well, he led a movie called High Rise, which is uh, <laughs> Which okay. was not very
1: good. It was not very good. I saw it. Well,
2: yeah, it wasn't very good. So,
1: Tom Hiddleston was my number one choice too, but the other really? one I thought of That's crazy. If, you got, if here, you're going to come Tom Hiddleston was right. number
3: one and you didn't like the and you didn't like the Knightley story. Who who am I talking to?
1: So, so the other one, I didn't say anything. I didn't say I didn't like the Keir Knightley story. I thought Okay, that, I guess I that's That's charming. Okay. um the the other one i had written down was hugh jackman i mean if you really want
0: that I mean, he's a little british. old
1: now i know that's a problem he's not british he's a little old but he he brings the gravitas that that um hugh grant would bring to the role
3: but if so, if if he started as a prime minister this mo- this remake would get a 45 percent on rotten tomatoes
1: the other the <laughs> other one i looked at the other one i looked at was james mcavoy
3: Well, but, see, I I, I, like... I I, was thinking more Ricky Gervais or James Corden. You know, that's it, it's no, sort of it philosophical a change.
0: And...
2: <laughs> James Corden as like the manager of Billy Mack, That would be there. There we like,
1: go. Well, yeah. no, yeah. I, 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 that's I Ricky know. Gervais. That's, How that's the hell Ricky was that Gervais. role Actually, not played that. by Mark Addy? I mean, that role <laughs> was made for Mark Addy. <laughs> the,
3: I... <laughs> are, who are, you, are you talking about Chubbs? Yeah, chubs yeah <laughs> I see I kind of thought my my recasting was Roy Winstone but he he already did that in the departed
1: yeah, that's true that's true <laughs> that's a good okay. one too <laughs> uh Karen played by uh Emma Thompson would today be played by who's uh, I, I I
3: I didn't come up with anyone
1: you didn't come up with anyone
3: no you're the one who this gave you, you, you're
1: the one that gave us this list yeah <laughs> I I don't know um, all right fine. We're moving on. I got Middle-aged
3: one. British actress. I got Adam, one. Who do you have? Kate Winslet.
1: That's a good one. That's a great one. That's, That's a the consensus.
3: One. That wins. That's the Taft and the Teddy Roosevelt. I'm back on so, Zach's friends list.
1: Yeah. So I I had I I had uh, I had Carrie Mulligan down, and the reason I carry Mulligan down is because are are we really supposed to believe that Hugh Grant is Emma Thompson's older brother? Like that didn't make any sense to me, so I, I, thought, I put I a little bit more of an age gap between. By the way, Emma Thompson is one year younger than Hugh Grant. Um, I put a little bit more of an age gap between the two. So yeah, it's I mean, Carrie Mulligan's too. still in her 30s. Hiddleston is in his 40s. Give a little bit more, a little bit more, because they said that I was like, wait, what? Really? I didn't. I didn't. didn't
3: I understand. actually that was such a good pick with kate winslet i now can't see, i can't not see kate winslet as that character emma thompson feels like the recasting
1: it's pretty great all right so so all right pull in an audible here if kate winslet is that good who is she married to who's alan rickman
3: oh sam mendes no that, that's real life <laughs>
1: Oh, kind of want to see it. Is is
3: no, they're not. They're not married. But they weren't. But you know, it's possible that they weren't married by the end of the movie either. That there. That's my recasting.
1: Anyways, something to think about. Think uh, uh, we'll come back thinking. to that. Juliet, played by Keira Knightley. Zach,
3: at eighteen uh, years old, too crazy. I went with the Queen of Sussex, Meghan Merkel, because I've been watching that show on Netflix, Ooh. and. uh, she needs to get back in the acting. She doesn't want to be in the royalty anymore. They want to leave the monarchy. I get it. Let's go back into uh, some acting like she was in the FX series Suits.
1: Well done. Well done. Todd loved Suits, by the way. He was was a he a fan
3: event, of Meghan though. Markle? Did he ever recast Meghan Markle? Well, I guess that was before our podcast when they got yeah. married. But that would have been interesting.
1: All right, Adam.
2: I have uh, Zoe Kravitz.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's not bad. She's not British, but well,
3: can move there. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. Um, yeah. So the one of the best stats about this movie is that uh, here Knightley was closer to the kid who played Sam's age than she was to Chiwetel Ejiofor's age. Yeah, because yeah. she was eighteen, wow. Sam yeah. was thirteen, Ejiofor and was 20, I think yeah. Chiwetel was twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. Uh, this was the same year that uh. That the first pirates came out also so this was like her big breakout year uh my pick for juliet is thomas and mckenzie i mean that's about the right age a little older at least um okay billy mack the grandfather of rock and roll played by bill nye would now be played by Whozak. Uh, the answer is obvious it is tony from the up series <laughs> i mean There's he's
3: already a celebrity sure. he's already more famous than buzz aldrin
1: <laughs>
3: we're talking about a rock god it's it's obviously tony from the
1: up series that's brilliant That's brilliant we can invite him into his cabbie uh he no he would be chucks like no that. no tony yes. is a star
3: Tony no, would go no, to an I... Elton John party. He may physically look more like Chubbs. I get I get what you're saying, but I think in terms of his personality, he's more of a Bill Nye.
1: I need to knock this off the uh, buttons. I need to finally uh, watch this yeah, series. you need to watch the up series. The, this Tony is is brilliant. Brilliant in it. All right. It's so not Adam... the first
3: time I've recast Tony either. I, uh, I don't he made think a few so. appearances.
1: You you need to you need to catalog these things like Todd does like Todd would have been able to say, I've recast him in this as this and this is this and this is this. And now he's this. All right, Adam, who's your Billy Mac? Uh,
2: Billy Mac getting his big return to an A-list film. I'm going with Johnny Depp. I can see it. But he's
3: not British
2: though, (laughs) but he's, it's it's a rock. Well, I I guess, I don't know, but he lives over there. So he, he, that's where he, yeah, he doesn't live in America. I didn't know. I that. Mean, I'm pretty depending sure he on li- when you talk to Johnny
1: it. Depp, he might be British. So <laughs> he slips true, in and out of different, different accents all the time.
2: So like he would, <laughs> I don't know, probably be on their chart. I don't know. I could see all his right. pers- He could pull it off. He's not British, but still
1: Billy Mack. Once I, once I thought of this one, it, it had to be the answer. Daniel Craig.
3: I don't know if he could do the Southern detective accent, though, as Billy Mack. No, he'd have to actually go back to his native British accent.
1: He, he would, but he could. He There's
3: layer he, cake. Yeah, that's
1: layer it. cake. Yeah. I, I'm thinking. Munich. I'm thinking like you. You put a British accent on his character from Logan Lucky, and this is, and that's that's <laughs> Billy Mack. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, he he's a character actor at heart, and he's he just got stuck. You know, playing Bond for the last fifteen years. So that is
3: probably the most realistic pick. If if there if if people out there are really listening to this from the studios, that's probably the pick they would go with today.
1: All right, the last one that we were all going to recast, as as Zach so eloquently put it to us, President Billy Bob, um, would be played today by Zach,
3: Jason Sudeikis.
1: Amen. That's what I have too.
3: Perfect. <laughs> Done. This was one of the easier ones. With
2: or without the uh, Ted Lasso mustache?
3: Without, without. Oh, I like the with, but I think he I either like either could work. He's a lot probably probably without. copyright infringement if he wore it, if he had a mustache. In the <laughs> series. True. Netflix doesn't <laughs> want to get sued <laughs> by Apple TV Plus. Yeah.
1: Here's here's a did you know for you? Did you know the last U.S. president with facial hair was William Howard Taft?
3: Oh man, that's why he's in our Mount Rushmore.
1: Pretty crazy, thing, though. It's crazy. All right, who, who did you have, Adam?
2: Wouldn't it be crazy if I had a British actor for this pick? Yep. Considering <laughs>
1: considering your last two have been <laughs> Americans to play Brits, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which usually it does happen. The Brits play Americans really well. No, I'm gonna go with. Oh God, I hope now it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Because I can just, yeah, good looking, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I gotta say, I, I would watch it.
2: Yeah, yeah it's I, being I him mean, like being a dick. Yeah. I
3: could, I, I like it. I, ca- I can see it.
2: <laughs> Taylor Swift would be on board. He's like, yeah, not, that's what happened.
3: Not the Nightcrawler Jake Gyllenhaal, but maybe more like the Nocturnal Animals Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a good call. Like a little bit refined, a little bit yeah. elegant. Yeah. What's that What's that
2: art collector movie? Yeah, the that... art collector movie based on <laughs> the <Velvet laughs> Yeah, he Buzz played your here. grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs>
3: No, not that, but no, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but still All right.
1: now now this this might be the most irrelevant question we've ever had on a deep dive. Who would Nicolas Cage play?
2: Oh Billy I mean, Billy Mac. I kind of like it. President yeah. Billy Bob. President Billy Bob, yeah, one of those two. Yeah. Uh,
1: it
3: depends it, on the era. Like it I was always say does.
1: 2003, but... he would be he would have taken Billy Bob's spot.
3: Late, late 90s, he would have <laughs> been Liam Neeson. Um could he pull off the British accent though? At one
1: know. point, yeah.
2: At one point he probably would have been Sam, the 13 year old drummer. <laughs> that is
3: true. That's when he was Nicholas Coppola.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh right, right before he was uh, cheering on uh Forrest Whitaker in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Um uh, who would 90s Giamatti play in this?
3: Obvious, obvious. It's gotta be uh Mr. Bean. Uh right, Rufus. Rufus. Fine choice. He doesn't have uh, camera equipment. I get that. But he does give advice, which Paul Giamatti is wont to do in the 90s. Or would Giamatti
1: be Chubbs?
2: Yeah, the Chubbs is actually pretty good. Smart. Private parts. Yeah, that's exactly how it
1: would have been. Yeah. Yeah. He would, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. You know who he would be? The director? He would be the cab driver in Milwaukee. That drives Colin to the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. I also thought, what about the radio
3: host of Radio Watford? Oh, there we go. I feel like he's a radio host at some point. Be the uh, be the uh, director of the porno movie too. He can do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: It's a lot of G Motti roles. I like the cab driver though. That's a good pick. I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: That that that's that's definitely yeah. That's definitely a good one there. The bar All or right. the
2: bartender at the bar giving him a Budweiser. <laughs> or whatever
1: yeah that's that? not bad either yeah <laughs>
2: just hand, hands on the beard it's, be it's gotta
1: be one of the milwaukee characters yeah <laughs>
3: or terrence right. the older guy in charge who's a pervert uh, who's no wait who's that not was not a pervert who's not a so, pervert the, the terrence who works at buckingham palace
1: yeah yeah that highest war performance forever, highest war performance is who adam
2: and i think the one that everybody remembers is bill nye however damn I, I kind of low key just love Rowan Atkinson in this movie. There's this one little small role, uh, he has the perfect the charm of uh, Bean and also Johnny English combined in that the little role. And yeah, every time he's always like, he's like one of my favorite parts of the movie for the the small he has plays a pivotal role in the really lax security airport after 9-11 happened. So uh, yeah, he uh, definitely is one of my favorite ones. So I, I, I can really picture. Who would be a uh, who would play him? Really, I, c- I can't really picture the per- more perfect choice than that.
1: That is, that is a great call because in 2003, I don't know if you could find anybody else in in such a British movie like that, where the the second they turn around, you start laughing. Yeah, in don't... that moment yes. at the jewelry counter, like you, it because no one else. Just at the face, you you see there, you go, oh gosh. What <laughs> place so
2: crazy, you asked for it gift wrapped,
1: sir. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is this is I, more than a bag. I recast it's a cinnamon him. stick. <laughs> My
3: recasting was Mike Myers.
1: Oh, yeah, today that would be too. Mike Myers. That's up. Let's see, I mean. in 2003, there wasn't really, I, I guess, maybe Mike maybe. Myers could do could it because I mean, you'd, you'd maybe he wouldn't have done it.
3: He was an A list star but yeah, could have been.
1: Oh, I didn't ask, did you have any other recastings you wanted to share?
3: Uh I thought Barry Keegan should be in this movie since he's in every British movie.
2: Yeah, he should. Yeah, Barry Keegan. Now oh, there we go. Edgy 4. Yeah, he plays Edgy 4. That's sort of a thankless
3: role. I was more thinking a bigger a bigger role.
1: Maybe he would play he'd play Martin Freeman's role.
3: Uh I, in the I kinda, porno? I, I
2: kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: actually that that's pretty good
2: it's actually not bad. <laughs> in case all he does is just talk yeah it's it's great i actually
3: like it
1: oh <laughs> uh, that's a great call that is a great call maybe colin farrell's the prime minister now
3: i wrote that down as a possibility i that's also wrote bad. down ricky gervais no i think i said that um yeah
1: i i think uh Dom Hall Gleason needs to be in this movie too. Maybe he's uh he's maybe
2: cheap. he's in the thank yeah maybe he's in the thankless role yeah yeah and his and his dad is Terrence, in Buckingham Palace so he's in there too.
1: There we go. There we go. All right.
3: Why didn't we say Brandon Gleason as Chubs? I mean, uh, well, that's been. actually better. That that's actually obvious? better.
1: <laughs> that that could work. That could work. No Are we? Just, we're just recasting this now with banshees. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs>
3: Carrie Condon is uh, Karen. Yes, obviously, I, I'm fully
2: aware that this is a movie that Todd or and Zach say I'm either going to love or hate. I think there's yeah. Did you hear?
3: Uh, what do you think Adam is going to think of? Bant- See, Todd thinks he I will won't be reviewing. Like I, I will be reviewing be, this next week. I think probably. it's going to be his number oh, one, one movie of the watching. year. I think he's going to absolutely love it. I
1: think so too. I think so
2: too. So gonna, I'm gonna. I'll review it next week. I'm gonna try to watch that and Tar because I know that's kind of been watched by a lot. So I'm gonna try to watch those as my. Uh, what have I been watching?
1: There we, alert, there we so. go. There we go. We're gonna schedule. have a lot to report on next week. All right, back on track. Highest War. So. Adam said Rowan Atkinson. I'm going to say Hugh Grant because he is he's so perfect. And just this this uh, persona of being this leading man, but self-deprecating and hilarious at the same time, it, that's hard to come by. And he kind of carved out his own little niche for himself that no one else really had or has had really since. Which is what made it hit that role so hard to recast. So that's why I had down. Zach. I mean, we
3: already talked about it. I, I had I had Chubbs down. <laughs> the actor's name is Gregor Fisher. Tell me there's a better actor for that. I know Mark Addy.
1: I know we've met <laughs> we've mentioned about <laughs> seven people, but I love that guy as Chubbs. He's awesome. <laughs> It was only like a year or two earlier. He did. Mark Addy was in uh, Night's Tale*. He was in *Full Monty*. I mean, that this was oh, his. Yeah, yeah,
3: good part. <laughs> this good was point.
1: his, his role.
2: role. He could wear but, like an earring, yeah.
1: But but Gregor Fisher was pretty great. He, he yep,
2: pretty golden great. shit.
1: Yes. <laughs> was Mark Addy also in the
3: Noah Wiley librarian series? <laughs> I don't. That I not think That so. would have been an impressive feat. That would have mastered both genres.
1: That that's very true. Very true. Nice
3: okay uh Wait, the, we got the... a couple to stable that shit i, I it's it, this is fascinating this has been a mini deep dive during this I, ha-
1: I have all three of them on dvd well no she does I be- i'm sure you do we, we, yeah <laughs> what are those um, going
3: for on ebay these days 99 cents i
1: don't know bob newhart is in all three of them
3: there we go, <laughs> there we <laughs> okay. go. That,
1: that really makes it worth it now i gotta see it all right bill paxton memorial worst performance of the film goes to i'm first I love him to death, but Alan Rickman was not, did not belong in this movie. He was so miscast. Yeah. Wait, and I, I mean, are we, are we supposed to believe that the, that Alan, I can't do an Alan Rickman impression, but I, I always try that that is supposed to be desirable by the 20 something receptionist. I mean, it's it just doesn't work and the like the one chance he has that actually kind of works is his one scene with Rowan Atkinson um but <laughs> See, yeah he i don't know
3: what's funny about that is you say the one thing that isn't realistic about him is that a secretary would go his secretary would go from i think what's unrealistic about him is the exact opposite that he'd be a family man with two kids <laughs> and a wife in their 50s in middle class england like uh, in, in the suburbs uh, uh, Professor Nuts, Snape, what, really man, what yeah
2: what business does he What? what's he a boss of like what do they do in that, that company that's,
1: a, that's another great question
2: like what do they do in that company
1: that not figure great it out anyway yeah that's my worst performance zach what do you have
3: i went well i i, I know i'm piling on i think colin fair uh colin firth is terrible in this movie um I, I it's just it's it's just bad. Can we take back Colin Firth's Oscar too? I know I've been saying that about Mark Rylance lately, but does anyone really think that that's the Oscar? Jesse it. Exactly, exactly. Uh anyway, Colin Firth because yeah, Jesse movie.
1: Eisenberg has really earned it since. No, well, he's he,
3: he's good in that show on, on FX. I don't know if you guys watch it. I only made it through the first two episodes, but uh whatever it's called, Leclerc Danes. He's he's good in that. Um anyway, I'm going off the rails here. Colin Colin Firth lvp there we go um, not L,
1: uh worst performance Worst LVPs performance later. excuse
3: me okay yeah not lvp Worst performance. all
1: right adam what do you got
2: i know i'm really piling it on now but i'm probably gonna go andrew lincoln for as mark <laughs> <laughs> wow
3: the battle is on <laughs> this is amazing this is, this is turning into this a, is great. A, a martin mcdonough film are you gonna burn down my house now and rip off my fingers <laughs> I, throw them at the door <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh. No, man, so it's it's crazy how different it is because
2: that's that's Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, completely right. different. Like he looks so crazy young. Because so the only reason why I'm putting it, it's not like he his little the the thing that I thought was like really bad and cheesy is when he like after the he, the videotape is revealed to Karen Knightley, his reaction afterward. Like he scares that guy when he's walking. You
3: don't like the the. <sighs> He looks like uh he looks like Rocky in those scenes on on, yeah. the, on the steps. I I kind of laughed out loud when he like he like squatted down really fast and scared that guy. He scared that
2: guy. That was hilarious. When I was like that's a kind of a great kind of bad freak out scene. So uh, I, if I had to pick somebody I think everybody does a pretty good that's- job now that I I can't unsee the Alan Rickman stuff that Terry just pointed out though, but <laughs> I'm probably going to go Andrew Andrew Lincoln here. Well, but then, um,
3: see, now it raises the question. Nicholas Cage should have been Andrew Lincoln. I mean, that is a oh, perfect. That would have Cage, been a better Cage freak yeah. out. Let's you know, have paint all over him. And, you know, oh, exactly. Yes. A, B, C. Ah.
1: <laughs> it would have been a great. Nicky
3: performance.
0: Yeah. Good all
1: call. right. The amazing Larry Big Tim High Roller. Minor character of the movie.
3: Goes to who's that? I, I can't start with this one. I have
1: you can't to... start with this one? Someone
3: right. else. Take Adam, it. you start with this minor one. Minor character. So I don't even know
2: if he is considered a minor character. I had the Rufus down again. I wasn't 100% sure if it's going to do the highest war, but um, I don't know. Minor character. That's the Rowan jeweler, Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Terry, go ahead real quick. I mean, <laughs> think about this, too.
1: Gosh. Okay. Well, I've got two written down. Should I say both of them? Yes. I'm gonna say both of them. So the first one I have written down is uh Elizabeth Margoni as Eleanor, who is the one that brings uh Aurelia to the cottage and uh introduces her to Colin Firth. Uh I, I thought that character was was really funny and 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 interesting. And kind of in a similar vein, you also have Aurelia's sister. Um Well yeah, the, at the end. Yeah. Mr. Uh, so 23. Yeah, yeah exactly yep so but th- those ones are are one and then the other one i had written down i had to mention the uh the appearance by uh adam godley as mr trench uh who uh is who is the it, who? It, it's yeah. it's uh, uh um schwartz from uh breaking bad come on man oh the principal yeah the principal the principal okay, elliot who then, Elliot Schwartz? I I always forget his first name. That Elliot a, Schwartz from yeah. Breaking Bad, because uh, he pops up here, and it's like, what the hell is he doing here? And then, and then he sings backup vocals for the little girl's rendition of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." So I mean, you got you got to respect that. Can I change that to my worst performance? That, that's that's pretty
3: that's pretty un- unwatchable in a post Breaking Bad era.
1: Uh. This was pre Breaking Bad, though. So,
3: right. Nice. Well, watching it today is what I'm saying. Seeing See, he Elliot was much better, he was much better getting top ramen for
1: his birthday and an Eric Clapton guitar.
3: Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah nice yeah. shout out. Um, <laughs> okay. I have one. <laughs> okay. I thought of one. Uh, I'm going to go with Junior Simpson as the wedding DJ. Oh, my. Mm. it's funny. He wears a, a motorhead shirt. I thought he was going to come up somewhere in Terry's trivia, something about what songs the wedding DJ plays. But um, yeah, I'm also fascinated by his name, Junior Simpson. Um, great, great name. <laughs> that it's is like great. Homer's son. Yeah. That's great. Uh,
2: Adam yeah, up a- with one. Yeah. So can't use Rufus because he's kind of a prominent character of the story. So we're going to go with, um, so I think, here now that uh, Claudia Schiffer. That Claudia that's, Schiffer at the very a end, good. Oh, a yeah, that is, it is. Yeah, but
1: so she's on... playing. She's playing someone else. Hmm. Just looks like Claudia Schiffer. So on yeah. the two th-
3: on the 2003 DVD that I own, they go over the deleted scenes in this movie, 37 minutes of which, and uh, oh. they're they're all awful. Uh, they're terrible. <laughs> it is interesting though, if you love the movie the way that like Adam and I do, it's fascinating to see the directions they took the characters. And originally, the Liam Neeson uh, storyline had an eight minute and you heard me right eight minute uh segment where he looks up claudia schiffer online and then drifts toward her her pornographic sites and then the grandpa comes over and he blames it on the kid looking up porn on his computer it is as unwatchable as it sounds wow wow
1: (laughs) that that would have been interesting
3: no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that would have been okay. that would have replaced Colin
3: Firth as the worst storyline.
1: True, true.
3: I will go with you there. All right, it would
2: have replaced uh, Andrew Lincoln and Keira Knightley <laughs> as the worst storyline.
1: <laughs> All right, the uh, I think you're right. We need to re- we need to rename Spider Stickman. We can't, especially after Avatar Two. We can't right. call it the Spider Stickman anymore. I but vote. We-
3: I vote Jack Swaggert stick. Jackie Jackie Swag Stickman.
1: man. stick. We're going Swaggert. The Swaggert stick, stick man. man. Yeah, the
3: Swaggerty stick man. I mean, no there one else
1: takes uh, nylons and Hershey bars <laughs> to the moon. It's very optimistic. <sighs> very optimistic. Um, the shwa- All right, the Swaggert stickman. man. Schwaggart. I like it. The Swag. The
3: Swaggert. It's like. And the Uncle Frank douchebag. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you're decisions. going first. Stickman and douchebag uh, Todd.
1: All right. Oh, he'll he'll hear this. He'll listen yeah. to this. Shout out to Todd. We <laughs> miss why, you. Why not? I
3: think Todd's given up on Love Act. I don't think he likes this movie that much. I think he's over this podcast at this point.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, Stickman and douchebag Zach. Who do you got?
3: Uh, Stickman. I went with. Uh, I'm sorry, douchebag. I'll start with a douchebag. I went with the airport counter guy who doesn't let the kid through the airport mm. security. Um, that's that seems pretty cool cruel um and cool um and uh stickman of uh the movie uh oh gosh i'm gonna go with Yusio mahuto who is the photographer of the uh art show because there's a lot of naked bodies on there and you know when Ooh. when the, when the when the you know moment is right i don't know i don't know i don't think any of these people are stick men but
1: Oh, no, they're no, I got some. some I got some stick. stick, man. stick yeah, okay. I've got a couple. Adam, you go.
2: So my uh, deuce bag award goes to the producer of one of the talk shows or no, the radio shows, because he's like, whoa, how the mighty have fallen. That's the new single by Billy Mac. That is completely awful. And the other guy's like, no, calm down. I'm saying the producers, because you don't see this character, because he shouldn't inform informed the guy that on the next set, he is going to be on the show, so don't trash it. So it, he basically set that guy up to have some bad hours. So the producer is the unseen
3: newsbag of the the, the radio show. But any anyway, Billy, my- Billy Mac is a greater fault in that scene than any of the radio staff. I think they're just kind of they're they're just uh you know adapting
2: true yeah maybe that's a good point the uh the stick man we we could go Colin, the god of sex um but i'm probably gonna say
1: that's that's the stick man what it's Colin. colin is the stick man
2: or we can say wisconsin by the end of the movie by
1: the end of the movie well yes yes
2: so currently i guess wisconsin girls is the answer then that's the stick the stick women women.
1: the The stick stick women women
3: of wisconsin hockey (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. so uh i i had for stickman i had colin down but i also had carl down because yeah.
3: uh, he, he got a lot of dreamy yeah it didn't see like, that like, did not seem like a challenge that was about a three out of ten challenge
1: i know which is kind of weird because he looked like like i i was watching it and i'm all right that whole storyline what it reminded me of earlier this year i watched a little movie from the year before this called unfaithful and it reminded me of the diane lane olivier martinez storyline of of like that should have been a little bit more of a challenge the lenny and carl but anyways uh my uncle frank douchebag uh goes to uh uh dan fredenberg who is billed as playing jamie's bad brother uh because no, uh he's sleeping God, with his yeah. girlfriend <laughs> Come to bed, big boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty horrible. I just came and for a CD. <laughs> also, also low key stick band there too. So, uh, yeah. so you've got he's got that going for him as well. The Robert Forster Memorial Most Punchable Face goes to who, Adam?
2: Oh crap! I forget totally for.
1: Okay, then I'll yeah, go. I went I with the wedding DJ. That that <laughs> is oh, a very go. very punchable face. <laughs> It, totally into the songs that are the worst songs anybody's ever heard at a wedding. So I went with, uh, uh
3: I went with the president, Billy Bob.
1: Oh, that's a good call too. That's a good that call. A yeah. Good call too.
3: I've always wanted to punch George W. Bush.
1: I I mean, I've always well, kind of well, wanted to punch Billy Bob.
3: He's always, he's like, <laughs> he's like 70% Bill Clinton and 35, 30% Bush.
2: Oh, man. So that's funny that you mentioned Bush because I was watching. I'm preparing for my daily notes for we're watching Transformers. So they have a little like George Bush sequence. It's like, go down to the the downstairs and give me some ding dongs, please. It's it's random, random little cameo by Bush in there.
1: I think Billy Bob in this, he's got the Clinton swag, but the second you look at him, you know he's from Texas. Like, that's it's a great performance.
3: uh, That should have been in our highest war, quite honestly.
2: (laughs) Probably, yeah. So, yeah, uh, punchable face. The, the, yeah, the president on this one. You
3: can see that. Okay. Yeah, I like. I like that. Best scene goes no. to. Oh, well, here we go, Adam. All right, let let's hear it. What What are we? <laughs> w- let's go to Portugal. Let's uh, Let's see the scene <laughs> with the eels and the the uh, papers in the water. I've never seen that scene before in ten million movies. No, let's let's hear about it. Miss Duncan Donuts 2003, when they go to the restaurant.
2: My favorite scene is uh when uh Mark has the, the, the little the no, I'm just joking. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> the, my favorite scene. It's Carolers. Uh so we're in Portugal in this scene. Um, <laughs> um no, I, what I really like is reason. the comp the com- yeah, I mean, that's stupid. He's like, this is complete shite. I don't don't get it. Uh, no, what I really like, I like their conversation after the fact when they're drying off though, because it's like my favorite part of the day is when I'm driving you home, and she's like, "My, that's my saddest part of the day." And they can kind of semi-understand Deep each dialogue. other. Dialogue.
3: Yeah, <laughs> one of the five best screenplays in 2003 at the whatever. Gotham According Awards to the Golden or. Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that makes sense actually. So I, I would say <laughs> that's that
2: part. that's on there. But it, it, you know what? The scene I really enjoyed the most. Rufus knows how to bag gift wrapped. I think Rufus gift wrapping is a very fun scene that's the, that's gonna be my favorite scene how's that is that a better choice it's that's such a much better choice
1: it's such an unexpected scene like all some of a sudden we're gonna have a mr bean moment yeah uh, that's so good uh, it, yeah it's uh, that's a great call it's a great <laughs> he's call. like a little scooping great all right i'm gonna go next and then then zach can talk about the sign scene uh my my best scene is uh billy mac and chubbs when he tells him he loves him and he hugs and they hug it out
2: You've been at Elton John's like... for
3: like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> great...
1: That was like uh. the
3: ba- that was the Banshees of Inesherence scene
1: from it was. Movie. <laughs> it was it was such a great it's a great scene it's a great scene all right Zach tell us about the the cue cards
3: I mean listen what what is wrong with you guys you think I'm some reductive you know 30s white woman Instagram Bo Burnham I mean I'm not a walking cliche okay my scene is not the card scene. It is obviously the scene when Kira Knightley discovers that he is in love with her and watching the videotape. Oh, it's yeah, a, a, a much, a much more moving moment in their uh, relationship trajectory. But uh, yes, uh, Keira Knightley has a great face and uh, the, 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 the old uh, videotape looks awesome. And uh, too bad it wasn't the West Wing. And now I've mentioned this scene like three times. So it, it, it has to that it has to mean something, right? It's a great scene. I'm
2: glad you gave it a three-star rating, too. It's a, it's a good movie. You probably gave it three stars, too. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. So, so glad <laughs> you that lost the best point part. that that. Not knowing what's going on in that scene. <laughs> your favorite scene.
3: <sighs> That's a fair point. Yeah. That's a technicality. It
1: doesn't matter. It's a dialogue. It doesn't matter. All right. Dude. All right. Before we go on to the next one, I just realized... Like one of the only categories we don't have a name for is best scene. Is there is there an obvious name we could give to to the best scene category?
3: The Kira Knightley and Guy from uh Walking Dead scene. <laughs> best scene in the movie. Cause that could be two uh, scenes actually.
1: Well, all right, we'll 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 table that and think about it. Hey uh, hey
3: Terry,
2: quick question. Yeah What did Todd think of this movie?
1: What did what, Todd think of this what, movie? when he
2: thought this? Saw the title of "Love Actually." What did you think? Oh yes, you oh, guys that's do, a great. You question. guys, you guys do this to me <laughs> what, all the time, what, but what what Todd's Todd not here. It
1: about? What did Todd think of this movie? I think, um, I, I think I think Todd thinks that um that this is a documentary uh, exploring the homosexual revolution of the '70s in San Francisco. <laughs> love actually, like like we're redefining love. Love actually. That's what I think he thinks it's about, and 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 Harvey Milk makes it a cameo in it, and Todd gave it four stars.
0: I
2: think uh, Todd thinks this is uh, essentially what Valentine's Day is just a really lame excuse to have a bunch of a list there a listers in there. Uh, just it's probably a generic comedy. Gen- I don't know. I, I, I didn't really think the question through when I asked that. I just wanted to <laughs> do it.
3: <laughs>
2: I just wanted to twi- turn the tides on what you guys uh, do to me. Todd, yeah, Todd, yeah.
3: Th- Todd thought this was an early 2000s rom-com with Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst and Scarlett Johansson about a love triangle involving tennis. Oh. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that like that, uh, there.
2: that tennis movie? What's yeah, it yeah,
3: exactly. That's what I said. Yes. Love Actually King Richard tennis movie.
1: Oh, uh. um, okay. <laughs> It's a a, good one so it's a movie about nothing it's that lo, i think todd, actually it's yeah. a tennis movie about love i think todd nothing. thought
2: this was that movie where natalie portman plays a stripper and there's jude law in it and <laughs> I,
3: then uh this, i still think, a... <laughs> i still think the all-time best what adam thought this movie was about was at was <laughs> Was Todd's pick for uh, L.A. Confidential? He thought it was a video game. <laughs> that, was a great, that was a great call. Oh, God. Oh was good, man.
2: Uh, oh,
1: wow. <laughs> you should be here for this, you know? You should Praising be. I game. miss you, Todd. <laughs> Shout out. All right. What's the regal quote of the movie? Do we have one of those? I couldn't think of one. I had one. What do you have? My my line is courtesy
3: of my wife, who can, who found it. Admittedly, I was looking for it all movie. She came up with it first stab, and it is uh "We need Kate and we need Leo."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good great, one. Great pick. <laughs> we need Kate. We need Leo. It's
3: a good one. It works on so many levels.
1: It does. It does. Which means even more so that Kate Winslet needed to be recast.
3: That's true. How many? What was the over under lines that she had in
1: Avatar Two? Seven and a half, maybe? maybe. Wait, she was in
2: Avatar Two? Yeah.
1: yeah, she's the she she's the, 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 the sea mother. The, yeah, it's the sea mother, the sea family mother.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> over my head, and not realize that at all.
1: And Cliff Curtis was the was the the leader of the group. The, the real
3: question family. is. What what's what was over under? Were there more people? Was there more minutes of screen time with Kate Winslet in Avatar Two, or more people in the world that watched Love Field last week?
1: Oh man! <laughs> maybe maybe Todd impressive. thinks Love actually is the sequel to Love Field.
3: There we go. <laughs> 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 it all comes together now. God, it all makes sense.
1: Uh, Damn. I, I think, think love I think is all the, around us. I, I yeah, that's love is yeah. Christmas is all around us. I mean that, that might need to be it. I don't know. If there were a sequel, I mean there kind of was a sequel a couple years ago. They did a, a short for the the what was it, the national red red nose day. Yeah. Um, I
3: I only read about that on IMDb. I didn't actually ever watch that or hear about it. Neither did
1: I. All right. Flaws, outdated conspiracy theories. I have a conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is that the uh, receptionist that's totally into Alan Rickman uh, in a few years uh, was that exact same character had moved on to being a receptionist at a fashion agency and was played by Emily Blunt in the Devil Wears product. because they look just the they look <laughs> exactly been, the same. That's the
3: re, that's the recasting for that role.
1: And that's true. That's true. But that it has in to be like 2006 Emily yeah. Blunt.
3: Right. Yeah, it doesn't work today. Yeah. He played a secretary yeah. in two thousand six.
1: Yeah, but I, I, looking at that character, I'm like, this is the, this could be the same character as that, and like everything goes wrong with Alan Rickman, so she, you know, becomes this like hard ass in, um, in Devil Wars Prada, trying to impress Meryl Streep. It works. You guys have anything?
2: No, not really.
3: Other than um, I, there's
1: no way uh, that receptionist falls in love with Amland Rickman, or has or he completely has completely believable, or he has a family <laughs> with two
3: kids. That's the that's the crazy fact. <laughs> I thought there were some odd parallels between Colin Firth in this movie and James khan in Misery, and that's the way I wanted that storyline to go. You know, maybe <laughs> it, there's a little bit of like S play in there, and maybe there's some debilitation to his foot and some damage to his ankles. If he doesn't end the, the, the horror novel like that,
1: um, and while he's tied to the bed, he's forced to watch "Christmas is all around me." Yeah, <laughs> I did have a question. What so
2: Karen introduces these two toys? Who do you want to give these toys to? That looks like a Dominatrix Natri- or, or a, pro- a trans- or, or a, a trans. That's like, a very
3: question, too. Yeah, I thought that I was prepared for that to be a, a question. Oh, uh, that would have been good. Both yeah. of them are starring in the new uh, Greta Gerwig-Barbie remake. Yeah.
1: Okay, what's what's the relationship between Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson in this?
3: There must That's be a friends. great question, because it would appear
1: to. that the movie might be
3: expecting you to think that they might have a relationship at about the 45-minute th- mark.
1: Right, like like when when they're eating the box of Frosted Flakes, and she's and it, telling him, "No one will shag you if you keep crying." My wife audibly said, "Just kiss him already." And we and, don't we <laughs>
3: don't see that she's married to Alan Rickman for a long time in this movie, right? Yeah, it's it's a nice little tease there.
1: I mean, are they? Is that another brother? And and like they're all, I don't know. Obviously not a brother because you would have heard that he's. So brother, I think uh, I
2: here know. we go. What happens if uh it's Emma Thompson was really good friends with the uh his his wife who had died? Oh so is this like a really mutual friendship that they've had for a a, a little bit, who knows? Well not too long because they have a thirteen year old kid, but
1: that's like one of but yeah, or that's like well, but it's it's uh he's stepdad to him though.
2: He is stepdad, so you can't be there has to be some kind of friendship. That's like the only
1: one of the only relationships that's never explained. Like there are several scenes of just those two, but it's never explained why there's a connection there.
3: I think we need an indulgent backstory like Empire of Light.
1: There we go. Now we're talking. All Um, right. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
3: Oh, I just said, I, I think we should also nominate a Cassie Plucknet Award for the uh, grammatical errors of the movie, <laughs> which is shouldn't love actually be love, comma, actually? I mean, can you consult with your wife about this? I
1: agree. I always thought there was a comma in there. I was surprised when there wasn't.
3: Because it's not love, actually. It's love, actually. Mm-hmm. It is all around us.
1: <laughs> it is. All right. I also
3: had another douche I wanted to add. I'm sorry. I think I think I think uh, Mark, my boy Mark, from my favorite storyline in this movie, uh, is a little bit of a douche because he thinks male nudity is art and it's not funny and it shouldn't be laughed at. And I would like to say on behalf of Judd Apatow, I think male nudity is pretty hilarious. <laughs> and Uncle Frank in the shower—if that—if you don't believe it, just watch that scene.
1: Well played well Well
0: played
1: played. sir oh man okay i think we're moving on lvp mvp and then we're wrapping this up yeah uh is it obvious that
3: uh uncle uncle frank should should be played by jk simmons and you're recasting adam is that who we cast him that is
1: that that's That's a good one that's a done deal no no more uh yeah no need to talk about it anymore all right, LVP MVP. Let's go LVP first. I'm going to go first on LVP. I'm going to say the TSA, um, yeah. because yeah, they they really yeah. dropped the ball there and were kind of <laughs> horrible.
0: Yep,
2: and <laughs> a, a, a post nine eleven move. It's
1: sort of a disturbing scene, actually. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it raises some questions about national security in two thousand three.
1: Yeah. And and again, may, maybe this is something you're going to get it,
3: distracted by Bill Naye naked on a stage as distracting and, and as Rowan Atkinson
1: and Rowan Atkinson with the gloves. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. There's a lot All of right. in LVPs in this movie. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you get Uncle Terrence, who's the yeah. pervert. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Christmas lobsters. Uh, it was another good LVP, but I'm probably gonna
3: say blue because essentially they did lose. Oh, that's a great! God damn it, that's blue. They are obviously the LVP.
0: <laughs> yeah, they,
2: they lost. They lost <laughs> the they
3: the Godfather small... rock and roll. They small, have oh. small dicks too. They're not. They are the anti men. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not
1: they're
2: small out. peckers. <laughs> yeah, blue.
1: <laughs> don't do drugs. No, don't buy them. Do yeah, yeah. Become a pop star, and you can get them for free zach lvp
3: uh obviously blue i can't i can't i can't imagine ever topping that <laughs> um mvp i mean c- could we just kind of say collectively like early 2000s music i mean th- this mm. had quite a bit of uh early 2000s nostalgia even more so than triple x and uh, gone in 60 seconds or maybe equal to those movies but this was like really a trip back i, I mean Nora Nora jones, jones yeah said there's there's definitely a santana uh Uh, smooth riff somewhere in there. And uh, Kelly Clarkson, I think, is the main song in the movie, which I've only ever heard in reference to this song or this movie, excuse me. Um, The only thing that's a little unusual is the Bay City Rollers who I've never heard of outside of the mention in this movie. I always thought that song was by Frankie Valli in the Jersey.
2: Bye bye baby, baby
3: goodbye. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. good Good one. Yeah. Uh I will go next. Yeah, being a musician's kind of an MVP moment Joni
3: Mitchell also taught Emma Thompson how to love. And yeah. that that was kind of interesting too watching it this year because this is the first time I watched this movie post Coda, and now that scene was almost cult- that song was almost culturally appropriated by Coda.
0: Hmm.
3: Because it was the same song, right? And now now generations will know that the, the scene from Coda and not this movie. I didn't I'm sorry realize Adam. that. I no, you're good. That, you're good.
2: But, no, but... you're good. You're good. That's a good point. Yeah, <coughs> uh, I'm going probably MVP. The character we haven't really said at all is Laura Linney's character. She chose her, her tie with her brother over than uh, his uh, one night with her dream guy. I think that's a pretty th- watching that now. It's like that care. That's a kind of an MVP moment because it's like your brother's. Has, and you're the only person there for him, so not aban- choosing to abandon him, even though you have the guy you love for two plus years in front of you. So,
3: see, I don't I know. I kind of, th- I kind of think that's an LVP thing, because that's like to me the Alan Rickman, like wah wah, like that's a downer. That, that, yes, that brings the movie. This is not a Derek Cien France family drama. Okay, this is a light, poppy, stupid British <clears throat> Christmas movie. We don't need the Todd Field two thousands family dysfunction violence, you know, uh, uh, drama.
2: All right. Then the the MVP is Billy Mack then because he distracts the TSA. There we go.
3: That's the MVP.
1: Billy Billy Mack deserves to be the MVP. How come Um, we
3: don't have a Billy Mack Award for something? He's the Billy Mack MVP. (laughs) We should. Godfather of MVP. Billy Mack MVP. I kind of like that because he's so obviously the the MVP. Billy Mack
1: MVP. I was saying I was thinking we should like add a new award of like the the Billy Mac doesn't give a shit award for the movie.
3: <laughs> that's not a, that's not bad, but there are so few characters that ever reach the level of don't give a shit as true. much as Billy Mac. It's in this true.
1: Movie. Uh, all right, uh, my uh, my MVP. So Adam started talking, and I thought he was going to steal mine because I was going to start. Mine was saying my MVP is a character that we've hardly mentioned at all. I don't think even at all. And then he said the wrong one because the character we haven't mentioned at all is Martine McCutcheon as Natalie.
0: True. Who I well, think well, yeah, deserves
1: to be an MVP candidate here because she's pretty amazing and she's awesome. And, and the, her one. her opening scene where she meets Hugh Grant is pretty great. So I'm going to throw that one out there. She deserves to be mentioned. And the other MVP I'm going to say is whoever, um, whoever wrote the how everyone was billed in the castings because going through the IMDb page it's hilarious because you've got uh, the Joanna page from the from the porn scenes is listed as just Judy because that's how just she Judy. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant is just the prime minister um, then uh, Terrence who reminds him of his uncle Terrence is uh, Terrence who's in charge that's what his, his he's listed as uh, you have Pat the housekeeper uh, you have Jamie's bad brother. That's how he's billed in the movie. Jamie's bad brother. I mean, the, the, it just keeps going on. So I think whoever, whoever wrote these is pretty ingenious. I, I got to say, I got to say. And whoever cast the, the Wisconsin girls, because you've got in that group, you got January Jones, Alicia Cuthbert who Todd's going to love because uh, she's the, she's
3: the the LVP or MVP or excuse me, high war of the movie for Todd. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then you have Harriet and Elizabeth from the American pie and then Denise Richards pops out. So uh,
3: not to to mention Claudia Schiffer too.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Denise Richards is billed as Carla, the really friendly one. And Shannon Elizabeth is billed as Harriet, the sexy one. So, (laughs) um, I mean, they knew what they were doing. Oh, And then Alicia Cuthbert is uh, Carol Ann, American goddess. January Jones is billed as Jeannie, American angel. And then Ivana Milosevic, which is the first one, is Stacy, American dream girl. So they all have their own thing, which is great.
3: Do you know who the anti-stick man was in this movie? Was uh, Britney Spears, because she was rubbish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Quote of the daytime. Uh let's see here. We're gonna start with Adam.
2: I remembered one today too. It's great. I got actually got two if I could. Uh so the first one's from Love Actually. It's from Karen. Get a grip. People hate sissies. No one ever's gonna no one's ever gonna shag you if you don't subscribe to the Almost Sideways podcast. So make sure you guys do that. <laughs> Good <laughs> advice. <Well done. laughs> but the fun? other one I wanna say because it's from Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Celebrating uh, 30 Ern- years. <laughs> yeah. Ah, smell those christmas trees. You can keep your uh, Chanel number 5. Just give me a whiff of that old l- lonesome pine. That symbol of brotherly love, that centerpiece that all mankind gathers around to share, the cranberry sauce shaped like a can.
3: So there we go. That was better oh. writing than Avatar 2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, all right. My my quote comes from uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, we, yeah. we, were re, we were re-watching it this week because uh, Cassie hadn't seen it yet on and uh, and the uh, John Joe who is the, the bartender at one point says uh, uh, if, if I was to cut something off myself for every dull person that came in here I'd only have a head left and hmm. I feel like that describes this podcast nice. if I was to cut something off every time I spoke to a dull person on this podcast I'd only have a head left so. See, I feel like yeah.
3: Adam's now already watched The Banshees of Like You <laughs> already give it thumbs up, right? Based on these references. It,
2: Pretty yeah. much. I think it is better than most movies I watched this year, actually.
1: <laughs> you got it. You got to see it. You got to see it. All right. Know. Zach, wrap us up. See, that's why we make we're... a bad decision again on who's wrapping us up?
3: No, you didn't. Because I did not expect oh, us to talk about this, but this movie has so many parallels with Banshees of Inisherin*. That's why it's perfect that we... <laughs> Deep dove it this year. And the most Banshees of Innis in storyline in this movie is obviously Billy Mack and Chubbs, which were inspired Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason's cinematic friendship. And my quote of the movie comes from them. And uh, it's when Billy Mack comes back from Sir Elton's party, where there were loads of women there. And uh, he says he has an epiphany. And Chubb says, What was this epiphany? And Billy Mack says, It was about Christmas. And Chubb says, You realize it was all around? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and i think Good his one. response was what no no not <laughs> yet <Yeah>. no, no. <laughs> oh, what a perfect way to end our christmas episode thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back at you very soon with another episode until then have fun watching movies we'll catch you on the flip side happy holidays